and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland. Hello. And I'm Sean Holly. Hello, Victor and listeners. How the damn flipping hell are you? I'm not too good because we've been trying this for the past ten minutes because we've got Skype and, and Discord and internet problems and it's not fun. I know, we're struggling, aren't we? Gosh darn it, we're doing it without video, so I can't even see a lovely smiley face. Oh, that's smiley face. Is it hot down there, Vic? It is quite hot, sir. It was, uh, I think it was 33 degrees in London today, and in, in my workshop it was 39. So I've been sweating. So I'm now wearing nothing except some headphones. That's why Ooh. we're not doing video. Ooh. I've took my pants off. I've oh. got my T-shirt. Oh, stop. I've got my Nerg 2019 T-shirt on, kids. Look at that. Oh, they can't save it, can they? No, they can't. Neither can I. Silly. Mm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you're going to cheer me up. So I'll, I'll try and cheer you up some what I've been doing. We've got lots to get through because we've not done it for three weeks. There is a reason for that. A week late. And hopefully we'll get on and do it. We've got loads of stuff. We need to crack on, mister. We need to crack on. So, oh, oh yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I remember I was going to Smart Me 8, hosted by Martin Laws. Smarty oh, Martin. Smarty Martin. Now, I've got some facts about Martin. He is a fellow who favours a leather shoe opposed to a canvas slipper. He prefers slip-ons, yeah. but would consider a lace-up if the leather shape was attractive enough. Mm. Nice. Found this on nice. the Martin Laws wiki page. Very interesting. <laughs> Any road up, I had to take a cab I was selling to Mr. Bensonrad, who was going to attend the meet as well. He was doing a little meet-up. And also a 19-inch tube for Gary to the meet, because uh, the, the monitor had failed. But I think there was something wrong with the, the yoke, which is around the tube at the back. So I took the chassis off. I kept that as a spare chassis. I think the chassis is fine. And I gave him the tube. The tube should be okay. You just need to put a new a new yoke on it. And if you make any cracks about eggs, there's going to be trouble. Right, okay. No, so, no, no, no eggs. No. no. I wore myself out because it was quite hot that week as well as it is this week. Uh, I also wore myself out helping carry the, the cab to Ben's car, which was two miles away. Well, it was a few hundred metres anyway. It was quite away from the, from the meet. It was quite a lot of people there. Martin's uh, smart meats are always brilliant, and this one was no exception. We even had we were treated to uh, barbecue burgers and sausages. Oh, lovely! Oh, wasn't expecting it. Was lovely. Lovely. He had the usual suspects in his lineup from the Bronze Age room, which has got a lot of his old games in there, and the slightly newer stuff in the other half of his games room, complete with new extension recently opened. I think the Queen came along to cut a little red ribbon for him. Did oh bless her? Yeah. How's how's she doing? She's right. You know, small, grumpy, but okay. Yeah. He, uh, we had a little competition going on actually on his in his Dino Roids cab, which is original ha- Asteroids hardware in a Dino King mini cab. If anyone went to Revival, they probably played it there because I was playing it a lot there. Mm. Now this little cab is really nice. Um, I got thirty six thousand points on Asteroids Deluxe, so I won the little competition, which is good. That's good. That's a good score. I also got sixty three thousand on the Stern Scramble on his cabaret running the Konami multi kit. I also had a few goes on his 2600 setup there, mainly because it's right next to a nice AC unit. It was nice and cool, that area. I played Kangaroo, Asteroids, and Centipede. Boo. Oh, Kangaboo. Oh, no. Kangapoop. No, 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 no. It's lovely. Even on the Atari 2600, it's quite nice. But the um, the Kangaroo is quite impressive on there, because I think it's got all the levels from the arcade. On a 2600, back in the day, that's quite an achievement. Yeah, I suppose it is, really. I was getting right into that. Apparently... On the 2600 centipede, if you play it on the normal level, the easy level, you can just play it forever because the, the thing never speeds up. Whereas on normal centipede, I'm terrible at it. Mm. Uh, it's joystick though, isn't it? Yes, which is a bit odd. Yeah. But also, on the easy sentence of Asteroids, reminds me of being very young and loving that. I used to love that as a kid, Asteroids. It's really good. 
And Marto also got his uh, Rally Pong clone working again after a Revival, because it broke down at Revival. And I was also impressed. It had an odd variation to Pong on it. One where you have to bounce the ball behind a small white, a small uh, wall into a hole. So it's not just do ping-pong in the, the ball between the two. You have to actually get it behind into a wall, and th- there's something in front of it that's trying to stop you getting it in there. I never knew it had that on there. That's weird, isn't it? Very cool for such an old game. Uh, Chris CNP Parsons also showed me how rubbish I am on Jet Fighter. He thrashed me at it. I'm glad I got rid of mine before I even had a chance to play it. Stupid game. Now, the last time we spoke, we were going to talk about my holiday chores. I was off for two weeks. I've been back to work for over a week now. Boo! <laughs> and I'm not happy about it, which is one of the reasons why we didn't record the other week. Now, my holiday chores... Uh, I didn't really get up to much until last the last Sunday of the two weeks where I changed the joystick over on the latest Isis cab, the chip shop jammer flavoured one. Because the joystick in it was really, really stubby and very bouncy on the diagonal. So sometimes you, you misplace your movements and you couldn't play a four-way game on it at all. It was impossible. So it now has a JLF with an octagonal restrictor, which is, I think, probably the best all-round joystick for arcade cabinets. Yeah, JLF. Yeah, it's got a, quite a medium spring, and you can exchange it for a tougher spring. But because of the octagonal restrictor in it, when you when you go to the the eight cardinal positions, it clicks in. It's not, it doesn't click in, but it sort of it guides itself in there, and you can't slide it out. Because sometimes with a square restrictor, if you go right, for instance, you can slightly go up and go into a corner, and you'll go diagonal. But with yeah. an octagonal, it sits in the right in the sort of little grooves of the eight way octagonal restrictor. Works really nicely. I'm ha- I'm, I do like those, and I think I might put those in all my uh, ISIS unless unless the game in there requires a certain kind of joystick. And I also changed the Bosconian joystick as well, because um, the Bosconian had a JLF in it, but I actually bought a Bosconian Repro joystick for it a while back, and they're basically Pac-Man Repro joysticks with micro-switches, and an eight-way restrictor rather than a four-way for Pac-Man. So they're quite stubby, yeah. and they've got like a bonded red ball top with a slightly rough texture to them. Yeah, well, like Pac-Man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I've been putting that little silly chore for ages, because I just couldn't be bothered to do it. And I had to be a real ball because you've got to take the whole control panel apart, you've got to unsolder it, because a lot of my, my connections are soldered rather than crimped on, because I like them to be really tough on there, not come off. So mm. I was doing that, I did all that. Oh, also, the JLF sticks have got five-pin plugs attached, and rather than having... Um, you know, crimps for all the grounds and, and the separate microswitches. So I had to re-solder that as well because it was already on there. So I had to re-solder other bits onto it. So it's a bit of a pain in the back. So but now it's done. It's done. I never have to do it again. So it's fine. Yeah. Cool. But I had to take the whole panel apart to do it. And also I had to route out a bigger pocket in the woods. It wasn't just a case of swapping a joystick round. It's quite a bit of hardware messing about and, and wrangling to do as well. God. I've also got to modify the stick shaft. It's because with the wooden panel... Actually, I haven't done that yet. I need to have to work and do it on the lathe. Oh, it's just reminded me, Sean. Yeah, the because the stu- it's got a, such a stubby stick in it, and because it's a wooden panel, and the normal Bosconian is a metal panel, you've got that extra thickness of the wood, which makes the, the, the joystick shorter. So yep. only just about sticks. So I've got to make a, a, a longer extension for the shaft. Hmm, ooh uh. So I had to take this shaft to work uh, and drill a tap at a hole in the end of it and, and screw another bit on to make it longer with the extra gro- with the extra groove in it to make it longer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If the, if the ball top wasn't actually bonded on, it was screwed on. I've just, just taken the ball top off and put it on the joystick. It doesn't matter. I just want that, that sort of rigid, that ridged ball top like an original machine. 
Yeah. Oh well, things I do for these machines. So after that, the next time I got in the garage after that was Wednesday. Uh, and I took about the twin stick panel I made for my horizontal pony and fitted the overlay to it because Muddy Music printed me some overlays a little while ago. And that was another joystick job I was sort of putting off because I had to take everything apart, take all the buttons out, take the joysticks out, all the shafts off to put the overlays on and put it all back together again. But it took ages, but it was worth it because it looks, it looks really nice now. Uh, ver vertical groovy MAME with read-only Windows setup is now in the vertical pony. And of course, Astro Blast ROM doesn't work because it doesn't work in anything, that thing. Yeah. Have you ever had trouble getting Astro Blaster to work? Mm, well, we've got it working for the... We did it on the podcast. Yeah, I think it was a, lot of, a long time ago when, when MAME was different, but I just cannot... I just haven't got the right ROM. I tried loads of different ROMs for it, so I've just left it out for now. Well, I will sort it out, though, because we have to have that because it's one of the old 10-pence ones, isn't it? It is. Uh, now this MAME has the same problem as a bunch of games on the horizontal one has. It keeps using interlaced mode to play games and you get a very irritating flicker to the games. You can also right. tell it's running interlaced. So when you press tab in MAME to get the, menu, the main menu up, if it's clear, it's being interlaced. And if it's really fuzzy, it's running in the proper resolution. And it kept doing that. So I reinstalled the CRT emu drivers and the games running into lace, given flicker, and Windows decided to blue screen on me, uh, and and then it didn't boot. So uh, I've got a small message. I had to remove a bunch of f words from here. You're welcome. <laughs> right. You need to you need to come to the Linux side, the Linux side, Vic. You'll no, it's even back. worse. It's even worse. You'll never get. It's more. It's more reliable. Oh, I bet it is, yeah. So Thursday was Trip to the Moon. Or, we well, choose to go to the moon. Sorry. Actually, it was South End on Sea. I went to see the Retro Hunter and the Neon Knights Arcade. Oh, you're lucky, Git. I needed to go down there for a long-awaited return to see Ali Hogg, a.k.a. the Retro Hunter, and uh, half-owner of the Neon Knights Arcade, which is right next door to his shop. I needed to return one of those hideous X-Gaming tank sticks to him, which I was trying to fix for him, and I couldn't repair the faults. It has... Ali only had the interface connector for the original Xbox rather than the PC one, because you need different boxes to do different things on it. The USB trackball works on it okay, but I also offered to give a bit of advice for a few problems he'd been having with a few of their arcade machines, because when they opened, they had a few that were still down. Yeah. So the Electrical and Zenon in the shop was emitting a really high-pitched whine from inside the machine. At first, I actually thought it had been a cash box alarm going off. It was so loud, because I've seen some machines with alarms on before. Do you know but what it... the best type of whine is, Vic? Oh, I'd say a nice a nice Riesling. I think it's a high-pitched wine. Oh, well. Try drinking that song. From the hills of Bordeaux. <laughs> you know nothing about wine. It's brilliant. Thank you. I know too much because wife likes it, and I don't even drink it. So, I sorted that out. I took this Hantrax. It had a Hantrax US250 power supply in it, which is, I think it's a, a conjoined switcher and an ISO transformer for the monitor. So these things are notoriously bad for not working very well. So I took the thing apart and turned it on again carefully without touching anything to see if it was still whining. Where I moved it, it stopped making the noise. So I said to Ali, oh, it's working now. And we put a game on, it looked okay. So what I did is I took the thing apart, the, the complete, turned it all off, took the power supply apart completely, and I noticed there was a transistor in there which was wobbly. It had a really dry joint on there, so it had like cracks in the joint. It was almost coming off. The same thing with um, a ceramic resistor. And I think what's happened is when when the electric was going through them, they were they were 
they were making like a high pitched noise. I think it was resonant. It was it was um, what's the word? Um, they were moving, they're oscillating at high frequency, and that's what was making the horrible noise. So what I did is I took it all apart and resoldered it. But when I was resoldering it, this was out of the machine. Remember, completely disconnected. I put my hand on it to hold it down on the floor, and I was resoldering it, and I grounded a big cap with my hand. That was fun. Ooh. Yeah, so when I've reflowed them all, they seem to work now. Sorted. Bing. So when I did that, the next thing to do at the uh, arcade next door was have a mooch round, because I'm not in there before. And I had to uh, go and work on Ali's poor old Miss Pac-Man. She'd had a hard life. I needed some general TLC as in addition to the last time I coached her back to life, because I fixed it before when I was down there last time. So I rewired a new edge connector, because it wasn't looking too healthy. There'd been loads of stuff cr- cut off of it. I also crimped all the wires on the switcher because before they were just like looped round and, and screwed in with the screwy things. Yeah. So the power was at least good on the machine. It was, a, you know, chucking out a decent 5 and 12 volts. But I also put in my 96 in one pack board as Ali's had recently failed. Before I, I did that, I checked all the voltages thoroughly twice and this pack sprang into life, but with a funky set of colours. I initially thought I might have reversed the red and green because I've done that before because some hand tracks and. Cortex monitors, the red and the greens ran a different way. So you put them in the wrong way around, it just looks funky, it doesn't hurt it, it just looks really weird. But what I found out is I, it was missing green, the monitor was missing green. Like maybe one of the transistors on the neckboard had gone. Because it does happen, because you've got transistors on the neckboard, red, blue and green. And if one of them goes, you just lose a colour. And what you can actually do, if you unsold them, you can actually swap them around and get the colour back, then you'll, miss, you'll lose another colour. So what I did to test it is I pulled the green wire out of the monitor when it was on and nothing happened. So the green wasn't there in the first place. So we've got a blue Ms. Pac-Man at the moment. <laughs> we also tried the, the PCB, the um, Pac-Man PCB, with a jam ad- adapter on another cabin. It was absolutely spot on. So it's, we ruled out you know, the board being wrong for a start because I knew the board was good anyway because I played it the night before. I also got to meet the other partner, Dave. At six o'clock, who quickly got out running SCI running within five minutes because they weren't working the night before. Uh, they were refusing to come on, but it was just something very simple they'd already been working on, so they fixed that. And the arcade looks absolutely lovely, and I wish them all the best in the future with it. But for the love of God, next time I come round, you two, hide Bumset Riders, Simpsons, and Teenage Mutant Knobhead Turtles from me. Sunset Rider. God, I really hate those three games, but. Bury me with my money. I know how popular they are, and in the arcade they do really well, so good luck to them. And he also had in the arcade, they had two little jammer cabs, and they were the first ever cab I ever had. Not the particular one, but the same make and style as the very first cab I had. I think they were called Ace Cabs from Telford, a UK company used to make them. And I said to Ali, if he ever gets rid of it, or he guts it, you know, to use the bits, I'd buy the, the, um, the shell to make a sort of... A dedication to my old my old cab. Brilliant. I also had the pleasure, I've never done this before, to play on an authentic Nintendo Donkey Kong cabaret machine that they've got in there. Right. I've never even seen one of those in America or this country. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's got a really nice monitor viewing angle. I had one go of Donkey Kong, got 169,000. Still got it, Sean. Still got it. You have. Did it have side art? It wouldn't, would it? No, it's just wooden, but it is, it's a lovely machine, and it plays really nicely. When you're sort of looking down on the 14-inch screen, it works really nice. It's got the same controls as a normal Donkey Kong. It, 
it just plays really nicely. I loved it. Ooh. So on the Friday, day after, I had a stab at the vertical groovy meme set up again. So I listened to Rich Chunkskin's waffly video while I was doing it, because that's how he, he described it. And I got it all up and running again, but it still had it running in interlace mode, which gives you that slight wobble, which you, you cannot play games like that. It would really mess your head up to do it. So I made sure interlace mode in the MAME INI was turned off, which it was. I tried messing with a couple of settings, no avail. And before I went to sleep at night, I was on my phone going through past conversations with Rich on the Twitter PMs, and I found something I would try the next day. Because it was really bugging me how it wasn't working. It was sort of nearly there. So the next day, Saturday, got up, changed the monitor type in the main INI from custom to arcade underscore 15 kilohertz, and it fixed everything. It was main thought it had the wrong kind of monitor on there. I didn't realise it was an arcade monitor. So as soon as I changed that, it worked on the PVM I was checking it on. Popped the whole setup in my cab, and I was annoyed that I had to change nearly every single game, 180. They were all playing upside down. Right. And after I managed to get a track mode to stay on the correct orientation, it dawned on me I could just swap the yoke connector inside the actual monitor. What an idiot. So I'd obviously, yeah. I'd obviously changed the setting inside the monitor to play a game that was was upside down, like a PCB. And then I re- left it like that and didn't realise that MAME runs in a normal orientation. Changed that, everything's perfectly. Everything runs no. perfectly. But I'm glad I had that epiphany when I got to the letter D when I was testing all the games. So I was turning them all around manually in, in the tab settings. And it was beginning to annoy me. And I sort of realised, what am I doing? Just turn the monitor around. So I did that and everything's fine now. And what I've done now, everything's working really nice. All the games are working. I've been playing the games on there. It's absolutely lovely. And I've saved, I've backed up the ROMs folder, the main INI, and the attract.cfg config file just in case. Yeah. So that is working now, which is a bit of a... Uh, on the same day, I made a quick shot style joystick housing for Lewis Gamer, formerly Lewis Batcave, as he kept bugging me to 3D print him more. It was actually quite a good thing to get some more use out of the old Ender 3, my 3D printer, and it looked really nice. He's really pleased with it. Yeah, I saw pictures. It did look good. Cool. Yeah, because you were in on the conversation, weren't you? Yeah. What it was, it looks like a competition pro, but it uses... I think a Sanwar joystick and Sanwar or Samitsu buttons. And you can obviously do different colour combinations. It looks quite good. So actually better than the, the 1980s version of it. Oh, God, yeah. They were Leafs before they, before they switched over to Microsoft. And they weren't very good. Uh, I also made some nice uh, cases and housings for my newest Pi 3 and Pi 4 computers. They look pretty cool. Have you got your Pi 4 working? It's working, but I haven't actually used it yet because... No images are out for it yet. I'm waiting for RetroPie to come out so I can play some Dreamcast emulation and some um, N64 emulation on it. They had a problem with the power supply. I didn't know the USB-C power supply or something. It was it was just thinking it was... I don't know. Just It's not recognised by a lot of chargers. Oh, yeah. yes. I heard about that. Yeah, there was some, there's some problem with it, isn't there? But what I did is I bought an official charger as I didn't have a USB-C charger anyway because wife's got one on her, her Mac laptop um but i think that's not suitable for it you need a certain amperage so i bought one it was about five quid i bought it when i bought the pi 4 so that's absolutely fine just haven't really used it yet but i've been using the pi 3 to play some emulation it's really good i also this is a weird one i've been playing some scramble remix ever heard of this no not really well i know they've 
there's different versions of Scramble in MAME, aren't there, kind of? Yeah, there's bootlegs, and there's obviously the Stern version, which is the hard version, and the Konami one, which is the normal one. But on the BitKit FPGA board, which I now have, it Scramble works on there, but the guy, Crafty Mech, who does that that bit of hardware, has changed it a bit. He's um, It gives seasoned Scramble players a bit of a challenge. So the first few levels are just terrain differences, and it sort of lobs in a few columns every now and again to throw you off. And uh, on the meteor levels, you know, when this fireball was coming towards you, this really catches you because they, they, you know, you sort of stay below ground a lot of times to, to hide yourself from the from the um, the fireballs. Every now and again, it puts a really tall column in this. You've got to come out from underneath while the fireballs are coming across without getting hit and then come back down again. But the worst thing about it is the author has put on an effect of lightning on the meteor level, and it really puts you off because the screen goes really white and it. The whole screen shakes, and it really puts you off. It took me quite a few goes to actually get around that. Obviously, the later levels, when you go and sort of inside the, um, you know, when you're going in the tunnels, they've changed quite a bit as well. And when you get to the the base at the end, you're supposed to shoot normally. You've actually got to bomb it rather than shoot it. Because on the original scramble, you cannot bomb it. It's impossible. You've got to go down and shoot it. But on this one, they've changed it the other way around. You've got to bomb it. So it took right. me ages to actually loop the game because normally I can loop the game every time I play it, but this time it was really difficult. I'm not too keen on the remix. I think it could have been done a bit better, but it's quite clever how they've done it, and it really puts you off that silly meteor level. I'm not too keen on that level. I have to let you play it when next time you're round. So, so what is the Bitkit FPGA board? I don't think I've heard of this. It's it's a multi kit, and it, it came out a little while ago, and it was playing some quite unusual games like Pioneer Balloon, Nibbler eyes it plays but it keeps adding games to it and i think it plays about 20 odd games now it's only a tiny little um fpga board but it plays them nigh on perfect wow yeah it's good eyes is on there um super glob beastie feasty uh, vanguard's on there quite a few games now pac-man scramble frogger uh, and some other ones some odd some quite unusual ones on there as well but yeah, it's really, really good because he keeps updating it with different games. So you just sort of plug it into USB and you update the games on it. Sounds good, that. It's very cool. If the next time I come and see you or you come here, I'll pop it on for you or just take it with me, whatever. It's good. Oh, yeah. I've, you need to do some soldering on my JPAC one day. Well, that one point that needs a little yeah. tiny blob put on, on it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a Lewis Gamer, he'll sort it out. He can use soldering iron. He knows which end to hold a soldering iron, doesn't he? It might do. I didn't think of that. Yep, that lad can solder. Ooh, yeah. I also got the chance the other day to actually play Donkey Me. Have you played this? Is it? I think I've played it in a browser. Have I? I don't know. It's basically it's for PC, so I had to run it on um, Parallels on my Mac. But it was made way back in 2013. We we record. We talked about it maybe a year ago. But it's odd Donkey Kong levels that are themed upon famous films. I've seen it. I've it's, seen it's a lot of fun. It's really clever. Awesome fun. But it's, it's only for Donkey Kong lovers, so you might not be that into it. But um, there's loads of different levels. There's an Aliens level. There's um, I think there's a Back to the Future level. There's a Raiders of the Lost Ark level. All sorts. But the one I liked a lot was the Ace Spanish Games programmer, programmer Loco Melito, did a level based on Aliens. It's really cool. Mm, so you've got all the different it. level, different graphics based on aliens. It's really cool. There's about 10 different versions on there. But it plays very similar to the arcade. Whether they've used the arcade 
code or not, I don't know, but it's very good version. Very good. Mm, yeah, I have seen it. It'd be cool to put in a themed cab for a party or something. Yeah. So that's what I was doing uh, on my holiday anyway. So what have you been doing since I last spoke to you? Well, four of us from Arcade Club, me, Dan, Tony and Gemma, we went up to North northeast Retro Gaming. Retro? Retro Games. Up to Nerg 2019. I've been to everyone. It's awesome as ever. Everyone, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a great night out. I vaguely remember jumping on Dan's back saying, give me a piggyback. Uh-oh. And it both of us nearly falling in the river tying. That sounds messy. Because uh, he wasn't ready. Oh, and, no one's ready to have you on their back. And singing, play that funky music, white boy. Very, very loud in a pub. Oh, dear. I'm it glad seemed, I weren't there. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea. At the time, yeah. yeah. Mm. So this is what's happened. Well, I don't have my sobering influence on you. Yeah. <laughs> you daft man. Yes. And guess what, Vic, 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 Vic. What? What, 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 what? New, new Chris Smith, not old Chris Smith, from Maximum Power Up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Written... There's two Chris Smiths in one podcast. Surely yeah. that's illegal. That's against the nature of anything. Yes, they might cause a singularity in the force. So anyway, is this Chris Smith 1 or Chris Smith 2? This is new Chris Smith, Chris Smith 2. The Revenge of Chris Smith. Yeah. Okay. Attack and Revenge. Of the... We did a walk round of Nerg. Oh. And... It's it's 28 minutes, but it's very, very, very good. It's extremely good, kids, or not. So have a listen to it here. Hello, Tempensis. This is a Maximum Power Up, Tempens Arcade mashup with Mr. New Chris Smith. Hello, Chris Smith. Yeah, hello, how are we doing? How about that, mate? No drinks on machines, please. Lad. Someone's got some drinks on that off-road. No, do they not know? They can't drink and drive. Yeah, off-road. I'm, I'm not working now, so I shouldn't even take it off the uh, app. Anyway. I'm not sure they can drive, never mind drink. Yeah. Bless them. Right, we're going to do a walk round of this lovely Nerg. Nerg 2019, there's more cabs than you can shake a stick at. And we've tried. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got, got, in the corner we've got Deluxe Outruns, Sega Space Harrier, Motion Cab. Motion Sickness Cab. I've tried that, I just don't like motion stuff anymore. It's too old, mate. I've, I've tried it, the motion's alright, it's been the gaming that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Game. I'm alright with the moving, I just can't do the shooting. Next to that, we have a very rare Street Fighter Whack-A-Mole. There's only like three in existence, I think, now. You, you whack, you whack whatever he's called. Bison. But Mike Bison, or whatever. Mike, Mike Bison, is his name. And he kicks the other guy, the, the bouncy guy, who's he called? Um, Ryu, Ryu. Steve. Steve. And he, he kills them. <laughs> Two more sit-downs, Star Wars and pole position. Very nice. Got a row of Goliaths. You've got Wonder, one of my favourites, Wonder Boy. Always cool. These are RGP cabs, by the way, Retro Games Party cabs. Enduro Racer. Hang on. Hang on. Operation Wolf. Salamander. Salamander. If you weren't careful, you'll see him shooting him right in the face. Oh, shoot, 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 dragon in face. Operation Wolf. Mortal Kombat. It's not, not normal combat, it's mortal, Chris. Yeah, You're yeah. just dead. You really are dead. Uh, Continental Circus 3D glasses thing. This this has been dead all weekend because I've been it? Oh, that's it, a shame. Yeah. I, look, I, I did like that originally, but I played it again the last couple of years. It's not as great as I remember. It's like a weird pole position thing. I think the Street Fighter tournament might be happening on Street Fighter 4. Yeah, Street Fighter 4. I might lose his little 
Vulix thing. Somebody's gonna win. It's so not. It's good. not a Vulix. It's like it. I, li I like the machine. It's called a Delta something. It's that, that machine. Del like Delta Force. Could be. A little cabaret there. Oh, Nibbler! Playing play Nibbler, that's a cool game. Zuda Nibbler on the pod? Not yet. Put it in the list. Yeah. I'll play Nibbler. Okay. We'll, we'll edit that bit out and no one will know. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, a yeah. surprise! surprise. Saxon. Cool. Uh, that one, Turbo. That was, you were that was the game of last Nerg. Everyone, everyone, uh, everyone, yeah, I remember there. playing that with you last year. Yeah. Everyone loved it, yeah. Don't know what that is. Pac-Land. Pac we got The Simpsons and Turtles, the old four-player specials. Street Fighter 2. Without Whack-A-Mole. Russian Attack, which is Green Beret we had it as. About Russians? Yeah. yeah. Russian Attack. It's a play on words. Oh, the old uh, Pac-Mania? Pac-Mania. Phoenix. Both of the dragons they've got. Do you know if Phoenix died and they fixed it, do you know what we'd do? Out of the ashes. Yeah. Vigilante. Do you know what my aunt is called? <laughs> Virgil. Yeah. Vigilante. Vigil. Bubble Bobble. Oh, I've that, been on that, that, that was the actual cab that was featured on Black Mirror. Oh, brilliant. That was the actual cab. Yeah. Excellent. That episode of Black Mirror. I've spent some time with that cab. San Junipero, I think the episode's called. Vanguard, guarding your vans. You need you need vans to yeah. guarding them. And the old um, Arkwright Power Drift, which is a shame because the sit-down one is the best cab. Yeah, it's very good, isn't it? But it throws you about. It's good, but yeah, it's a bit of a shame to not have to sit down. Fix-It Felix Jr., which is a, a mock-up of an old Nintendo cab. It looks good. I'm not sure about a game, really. I've not really played it a hell of a lot. No, I've always just started Wreck-It Ralph thing, isn't it? Yeah, three candy cabs. You've got Guardian Force. Raiden Fighters. Raiden Fighters and Dodonpachi Daiujo. Easy for you to see. Yeah. Turbo Outrun, a Neo Geo 6 slot with, I don't know what the games are in, I think Metal Slug's on there at the moment. I saw a bit of sidekicks happening on that Oh yeah. Side arms. Black Tiger. If, if you do have arms, they're best to be at your side. I usually have mine on the sides. <laughs> yeah. Black Tiger, that's a, that's a tiger that's black. Circus Charlie, great game. That's a dedicated as well, that looks cool. Yeah, it's a nice looking cab. Gyrus, that's good. Oh, sorry mate, it's chipping over you. Got some t-shirt sellers selling t-shirts, strangely. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Got some some trinkets, Star Wars trinkets. I think the technical term you're looking for there is Sean is tat. Yeah. Tat. Yeah. Some NLC as I call it, nice looking crap. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. you don't need it, it looks nice though. Your old Tom Bowler? Yeah. Good old Tom. Selling the some bowler. the bowler. Fudge. Bowler. Yeah. Should we get some fudge? I'll get some fudge. That's weird, isn't it? Fudge yeah. here. But it's, it's alright. Yeah. Why not? Some more NLC here. Wait, when in Newcastle, you eat the fudge. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Mix, so, mixed what? Little mixed. figures of Japanese gold. Or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. My lad loves Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Pac-Man playing cards. Posters. Little, little key fobs of Mario Kart. I might get some of them coasters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like this stuff. And chopping boards that are in, like with a Mega Drive symbol on and PlayStation and yeah, they're yeah. cool, aren't they? If you're gonna chop, you may as well chop on a Mega Drive. Yeah. Oh, we're back in Cap Town. Marble Madness is blood. Mad is that marble guy. Tubin, Roadrunner. Have you, have you trumped? That wasn't me. Someone's trumped, haven't I think, they? I think it's an exciting game of Millipede. Yeah, could be. Paperboy, <laughs> Road Blasters, these are all Atari System 1 games. No, that's not, that's System 2. I don't know what that is, but it's not Paperboy. Paperboy, yeah. 
Blasteroid, a weird asteroid sequel that sort of fails, I think. I don't think it's it's not got the same appeal. Can we get a port to like an eager or something? I, I feel like so, I played yeah. it on some yeah, version. Could be. This game. I was playing this yesterday. If you've, if you've won an argument, how do you feel? Vindicators. Yeah, that's what you, this game is called Vindicators. It's pretty nice. It's got like the old cyber slave control system. Yeah, the tank thing. Yeah, it's almost. Yeah. Hammerdar, love that game. Very simple. Berserk. Is that you when all the biscuits are gone? Yeah, I know. Crazy. Missile Command, Mr. Do, Dig Dug. One of my favourites of all time, Juno. I like Dug, you know. I, I did Dug. <laughs> I that. Bump and jump. Yeah. Not liked by some, but I think it's one of the best marquees ever. And I, really, nice I really like the game as well. I'm not a big fan of the game. I think the marquee overstates the game. Oh, Rally X. Rally X. Galaga. Galaga What time is it, Chris? What time? What time? I was going to say it's burger time, but we yeah. need to finish in the walk around. Oh, place. yeah. Oh, fair enough. Bosconian. Pac-Man. A Pac-Man. Weird. Miss Pac-Man. It's nice that they're together though. Yeah, Miss Pac-Man and Pac-Man are together, aren't they? Yeah, you yeah. see their cartoon when they went together in the 80s? Yes! That's a flashback I just got. <laughs> space Invaders? What the hell is that going? See, a little bit from you, but I put Space Invaders in between Flatland and Miss Flatland. Invading their space. Yeah. That's what I do. Cause a bit of friction. Yeah. yeah. Battle zone. There's a battle zone working out in the wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Tron. I played a bunch of Tron earlier with uh, Phil, and that's yeah. why he's not with us now. He's still sulking. Uh, right, just beat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same as last year. <laughs> he still can't play Tron. Tempest. This is this is Vector Corner. Tempest asteroids, asteroids deluxe, and space duel, which is quite rare to be seen out in the community. Yeah. Carnival. I went to a carnival once. It was a bit crap. Yeah, it's some candy floss. Had people on on the backs of lorries, like painted, uh, painted yeah. lorries. Rygar, I love Rygar. That's off, unfortunately. By God. Kicks or quicks. Breakout. That's always not bad. I'm always a fan like, of a bit of a spinner. Yeah, it's original breakout as well. The spinners lost a bit. Nineteen seventy-six. Don't say, I think it's 1976. 25 cents. 25 cents. That super breakout, it's in colour. I don't know if the original breakout was colour, I can't remember now. Uh, Frogger, great game. Pengo. Pengo, good game, very difficult. Popeye. Oh, we've got a Nintendo row coming. Nintendo Alley. Popeye, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. Punch Out. Play Choice 10, which always seems to exclusively play Duck Hunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, nobody else gets the look in. A few Williams, a few Williams classics. If you were a star, Chris, what type of star would you be? A sinister star. Yeah, call it. 720 degrees, not 360. Double it. It's double the fun of the Xbox 360. I'm sure that was Versailles yesterday. Could be. Defender. Enough said. Classic. Defender. I hardly knew her. Which <laughs> one? Ah! Roshan. Joust. I was trying to get Phil on Joust here. You're always having none. No. Big boring git, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Moon Patrol. My, one of my favourites. 
Millipede, the Scottish lads, Jerry and Mark, have been playing this solidly for hours. They're up to 300,000. Let's have a look. Yeah. You can, you can, when you die, you can carry on from where you left off kind of thing and you can build it up. Uh, okay. So you, you can die at 35,000 and it'll give you like a 48,000 start, something like that. Uh, and they're up to 300,000. Very nice. Time pilot, another one of my favourites. I didn't really get into that until it came to the old handheld on the DS. Like a Konami collection thing. Yeah. That's a really right. good game. This is a, a store selling some box things. What this are is these? all the games that we can't afford. Uh, are they? Oh, God, right. What is that? That's a um, Japanese shooter on the 360 for £50, Sean. Wow. Let's have a look. Is it mushy? No, it's not. I don't know what it is. Is it pink? Is it Ibarra? Let me pick one up that's got an English name on it. Escaluda 2. Yeah, 100 pounds. 100 of your English pounds. God! I didn't know they were that expensive. Right, going around this corner now. We've done the caps. Got loads more games. We're into Traderville. Traderville, that's good. I'm nicking that. <laughs> We're into Traderville, Chris. No, are we? Yeah. What, what does that mean? Uh, lots of traders in a, in a small village. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of the older NLC. Lots of that. Some sweets. I am going to buy some of this year. I don't know what. I bought some comics. Did you? Yeah, so always into comics. Yeah, I always buy a few comics when I come to these things. What, Marvel or something? Or? Well, yeah, there was, I think I bought one Marvel, one DC and one Image. Mix it up. Image? Yeah. I've not heard of that. I make comics. Oh! <laughs> pinballs. I don't know a lot about pinballs. I know they're good. I know that song. Go on. The Pinball Wizard song. Oh yeah, is that from um, a film? From, from the Who. Oh, Who? Austin Powers, Family Guy, Walking Dead, that's a newish one. Oh, there's some good ones here. The Walking Dead table looks pretty good, but there's always been a line for that. ACDC, yeah. Flash. Or is it Splash? Splash. Flash. Yeah, he's not sure what it is, is he? <laughs> he's got some lightning in his hand. It's quite hard to do, <laughs> isn't it? and ramps right at the top and nothing in the middle it's weird yeah never I spoke to pinball guys never heard of that before no, no. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle Demolition Man, Demolition Man. he favorite. is smashing stuff up isn't he it's a great really one really yeah, Stallone is kicking off and that other guy Wesley Snipes he's got white hair it's cool that 
you reckon I can have white? I, I think you could probably do it. it it's like very grey at the minute, but if it goes white, I'll just grow like that old man thing and then that great, wouldn't it? And then we can get you in the reboot. <laughs> Flat rose, junkyard, fishtails. This one I like the I really like these really old ones. It's called Domino. Oh yeah. And it's got that's gotta be nineteen fifties where the, the the flippers were really small. Oh yeah. So the ball goes down the middle more than it goes down the sides. Well, that's what happens when I play any of the bimbo. Yeah. <laughs> Tag team. Never it's, heard of that. Um, football is a good one. I was playing that earlier. I hadn't seen that before. No, I, I a little football match. Oh, wow. That looks cool. By Capcom. Didn't, yeah, know, yeah. didn't know they did pinballs. It's a good one. Medieval Madness, very famous game. Dracula. I used to love Dracula. Another, yeah, another favourite. Children of the night, oh what music she makes. Something like that it says, but in, in a you know, what's, it was the actor. So if you listen to our Castlevania episode, we talked about it on there. Oh I haven't yet, sorry mate. Uh, uh, what's he called? I can't remember. Bugger. Because it's got um summer face. You're in Leon as well. Nil by mouth. Anyway, we can sort that out. We're going to Google it. Edit that one in after. Right, we're going to carry on then. Airborne, Capcom, with a Capcom. Creature in the Black Creature Lagoon. Black Lagoon. White Water. The, the top, the topper, when it's lit up, it looks like water's coming down the waterfall. Really cool. Oh, I Attack from Mars and Revenge from Mars. That's the Pinball 2000 one. I've, I don't remember ever seeing Attack from Mars. I think it's the guy from the Q flat, yeah? No, no, wait, it's Sorry, mate. Now. Already. Wondering around with their Mars bar. <laughs> that looks like a DVR. The old Simpsons. Simpsons. Out of You're Googling it? Yeah. I'll do Gary some... Oldman and John That's Reeves. That's it, John Gary Reeves is who I was trying to remember. Gary Oldman. But yeah, I was Gary, to go. Gary Oldman was... Uh, Got some rest, wrestling figures. Give, give them a rest. Chris, move across the bootleg. Say hello. No. Okay. Yeah. We've got uh, some more. More t-shirts. More t-shirts. Zombie theme. They're good. Back into Traderville. Traderville. Loads more games. A lot of PS2 games there. PS1. And other uh, SNES. Associated. Yeah. <laughs> some some bushy toys. Is that how you say it? That's what they're called. Some things that have been knitted, like Mario mushrooms. Glass. Some, some blown glass. Glass, yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Oh, Space Invaders, that must be hard to do. You must do it in beads and then like fuse it or something. It's quite nice. What worries me is like trying to get them home on the train. I like this. This is yeah. Phil, Phil Nerg's little vis visual pinball. Virtual yeah. pinball. Just a little miniature pinball cab for. Um, Playing your ill-gotten tables. Yeah, it looks good though. Wrestlefest, and there's not a lot of lag on that either. I thought yeah. there'd be lag on the, on the LCD. Yeah, it seems good. Well done. Now we're in Consoleville. Can I use Consoleville? Can I? Yeah, have that? You, yeah. That, you can have that as yours. Thanks, mate. They got Nintendo 64 playing wrestling. A, a pimped-out GameCube playing. The old um, Panasonic Q. That is. Oh, is it not a GameCube? It is a GameCube, but it's a Panasonic system they brought out that takes a full-size disc that's got a DVD player built in as well. Wow. So it still plays cubes. Pretty pricey now. Yeah, it's looks, nice little bit of kit though. Looks nice, doesn't it? Got an Xbox, got a Famicom. Xbox is playing, what is that? Soul Calibur? Could be, couldn't it? Yes. It's, uh, PS1. Uh, 
PS1 playing, or they just swapping the game. Dreamcast playing Crazy Taxi, of course. A bit of Sonic on the Master System. Master System. Nice. The usual uh, time challenge on Mario Kart SNES. Yeah. Another GameCube. Look at that N64 playing Goldeneye, that's a bit... Oh, it's a, 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 theme, a themed Goldeneye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a custom console. Another N64. I think we're back in Smash now, over here. Such a popular game, isn't it, Smash? Yeah. We're in the uh, mini consoles now, so the... Mini, yeah. And the minis. Have you got these? No, I've got one of those Raspberry Pi things with a few of the similar sorts of things on. Yeah. I get, I'm looking at the PC Engine one that's coming out. Yeah. That looks good. really good. Yeah. Famicom. Famicom and the uh, Super NES Minis. Mario Kart on the old GameCube. Yeah, but Minecraft on the Wii. Oh, it's a Wii U. Oh, Wii U. Ooh, didn't see that. Didn't see that large. What do you call it? Dinner tray. Yeah. Master System, Alex Kid on the Master, well. Master System 2 is that, yeah. Mega Drive 1, Master System 2. Yeah. Mega Drive 2, Street Master Fighter 2. 2. <laughs> well, we've got a, looks like an EverDrive on there on the, is that oh, 32X? 32X, yeah. yeah. Sega Rally on Saturn, good game. Oh, yeah. Bomberman, you've always got to have a Bomberman. Dreamcast Bomberman, though, a uh, controversial choice. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know a lot about Bomberman. I've heard the Saturn 10 player one's the best that's one. The, that's right, that's, that's widely regarded, I think, as the best. But the Mega Drive and SNES ones are probably still more popular than the Dreamcast. We've got um, Bloody Raw on the oh, PlayStation. Bloody Raw, nice. And Tekken, I'm oh, Tekken too. Sorry, mate. We've got Bruce Lee on the PlayStation 1. Nice to see him out and about. <laughs> Bless him, he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be 60 now and he's still kicking people's asses. Um, okay. Point Blank and Virtua Cop, I think, there. Two pink, like slim PS2s. They look rather fetching, darling. I don't think it's appropriate for you to comment on their size, uh, Sean. Oh, OK. They're, they're, they're buxom. <laughs> buxom pink PlayStation 2. Got a football game. Tony Hawk's. Tony Hawk's Zero, whatever it is. That looks like Cannibal, is it? Something? It's a PSTV, so like the Vita that connected to a television, playing some sort of endless runner that I don't recognise. It, it had um, TXK on that earlier. Oh, that's far, far better in it than yeah. that. I think that, I, I'm guessing it's like Cannibal. Can you remember Cannibal? No, but I remember um, Flappy Birds, obviously being a good 70 years younger than you could tell. <laughs> there, there is that. Oh, Street Fighter 4 on the PS3? Yeah. Original Xbox. We're back into Soul Calibur over there. Yeah, there's a lot of fighters. People love fighters though. Yeah. So what else they love? Guitar Hero. Hero, yeah. Gets a lot of play at the club. We've got some books. Ballad of Matthew Swift. I think I've bought that on PDF, you know, but never read it. Yeah. Can you read, John? Well, short words, yeah. Just the, just the small Like one. dog and cat are moving up. Like yeah, syllab yeah. syllables apparently is a thing. I think they don't like, sound very like, sensible to me. Like dollar and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Anyway, got some more, more PS, games. PS games and PS2 games. Right in the home stretch now, going around this corner into more trade. Into my favourite part of Traderville. Yeah, the, um, the, the brewery. Yeah, I've had a couple of these just just for um, research. I had a I had a word because they said they were going to bring a cherry stout that they didn't yeah, bring with them. Ah, uh, 
Well, I've had a couple of them tiny dancers, they're nice, pale ale. Oh, I've not had Nerg pale ale. I've, I've, I've had the Nerg one, that's pretty good. Maybe we'll switch it up and have, have one or the other. And, and we can compare notes. What's that? An Hon Oro Honey Pilsner. Honey Pilsner, yeah, I'm not so keen on honey drinks. Or even honey. Bees are cool, aren't they? Aren't bees cool? They're all bees right. are good, yeah. yeah. Bees are good, bees are good. That's the one. <laughs> Little Lego figures here. I like this one, the old art. Too. Oh yeah, there's a bit of film-based paintings. I think they call them. That crow guy is very awesome, isn't he? Yeah. Really cool. But there's a few good bits here. I quite like the old uh, Joker. The Jaws one as well is a particularly, particularly good bit of a print. Where, where? This. Oh god, yeah, that's really cool. How much are these? This is a good on an audio podcast. It's a lot of money. Most of the things on the table are like twenty quid. But, um, <laughs> audio podcast. Look at these. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I know it's just for your benefit. There's um, small prints there for a fiver. I got one of those for my lady last year. Oh, went up well, a bit of a uh, penguin. That it. So have you seen the new version of it? Not yet. I'm it's on really good. It's really good. I, I, it is on my uh, on my list. Uh, you can't come to a retro event without somebody selling actual weapons. So uh, it's spooky, isn't it? You want a, you want a uh, halberd or just a giant sword? They've got you covered. Some big axes there. If you want to get shot on the metro on your way home, Sean, that's the way to do it. I know. It might not be bad taking them home if you have to go public transport. What are them Japanese swords called? Is it um, katana? Could be. Is that the name of a Windows update or not? Cortana. Oh, I know that was the. Um, that's the name of an old car, Cortina, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> More Lego figures. I don't know. If we pull all our knowledge, Sean, we'll know even less than when we started. Could be. There's that gauntlet that what's his face wore in Avengers. Thanos. Yeah. It's here now. He's dead though, isn't he? So they're probably just selling it off. Well, you may as well, yeah. yeah. Doesn't need any more, doesn't he? No. We've got a few more. Uh, oh. Mini barcades. I've got one of these. Very nice. One from retro events. I don't know what, who's, who's done that. That's a six, twelve button, two stick space invaders. Not bad. I mean, if you're going to do six buttons, you should be playing Street Fighter. Yeah, it's very cramped, isn't it? I think for that. Yeah. They've got a. Um, is that Vectrex? It is a Vectrex. Lovely game. Oh, a little Neo, Neo Geo Mini. Neo Geo Mini. Yeah. I'm getting on that myself. A little tiny screen. Is he? Is it hooked up to L? Yeah, it was yeah. on the TV. Yeah, it's hooked up to a LCD. That's like an Ouya or something. It looks like Ouya controllers. Yeah, God. I'll have to have a go at that again in a bit. PC Engine. That's that stupid Japanese game. What's it called? Some of the really bonkers. I don't know. The guy appears to just be a salary bend game. I can't remember. What. It's quite famous. The old shuttle. PC Engine. I haven't seen one of them before, I don't think. So is it, is it just a basic PC engine, that? I'm not sure what their model is, whether it's fancy. It doesn't have a CD drive or anything, but it, I think it's just doing the usual. It's only playing Soldier Blade anyway, so... Nice. Um, CDI? Yeah. And a 3DO. 3DO. And a CD32. Wow. I sort of have a lot of love for those three systems, particularly. It's nice to see them out and about. <laughs> People playing them. Wolfen Jaguar. Wolfenstein, Jaguar. I think. Yeah, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, That's yeah. running quite well, isn't it? The Jag version of that is pretty good. So that and Doom both got really good ports for the mm. Jag. This is the uh, 7800. Sorry. That gel looks I know the screen's stretched, but it looks yeah. pretty good, doesn't it? I really like the uh, Asteroids port on the yeah. thing. It's a really good one. Oh, sounds alright as well. Yeah. Compared to Joust, buzzard. <laughs> 
Formula One. On the app. On the, on the Atari 20, got, Mini 2600. Yeah, and we've got the old... Uh, What's it called? The Woody. The Wood. Is that what they call I it? I think it's a Woody, maybe... Uh, no, something else in it. Yeah. I'll let you do that one. Yeah, I'll, ch I'll change that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't, I'll just forget stuff. Yeah, we can be fine. Atari console, that's a, a boxed version of an 800 in it. Something like that. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I've never had one of those. Plug and play Tetris with the. Oh, with I used those, to have that. I, horrible, I got it free with a retro gamer. Horrible once. controls. You, you got a square, yeah. a square joystick, and you block, you rotate it, and uh, you know, oh, did you and then it all goes bad. Commodore 64 Mini playing one of the Balamus games, I think. It looks. Oh, what's he called? That guy, Mr. Shooty Face Man. That's him. Yeah. And then we've got an actual Commodore 64. Playing Jet Set Willy. Ironically, with uh, the mini Manic, screen. Manic Minus, sorry. Why is yeah. the screen is tiny for the actual one, and then the mini one's going to be a big screen? Wow. Spooky, isn't it? Mind-blowing, mate. Chucky Egg. Always got to have a Chucky Egg. Took me, I did finish Manic Minor, but it took me months to do it. Well, you, it? Couldn't, you couldn't save anything, you know. There's no, there's no save states. Yeah, that is as well. Spectrum. Oh, oh that's the old little mini Vega thing. Yeah, that didn't go well, did it? No. I didn't see you could buy one though here up there. Uh, what, 20 pounds? 25 pence. Oh, that's an old Pong machine from 1970. That's quite good, doesn't it? I mean, it's got yeah. a bit of ghosting happening on the screen, but it's still. Yeah, I don't know, it's got it working on, a, on an LCD. It's a laptop there running House Type, of the Dead. It's Typing of the Dead. Typing of the Dead. Oh, it's Typing of the Dead there as well. Virtual Pop 2 with a mouse. Keen, that's what we call that. Ah, oh, four laptops, that's different. Yeah. And we're on the last bit of Traderville. Have we been the bit? No. I don't think so. I think we got halfway, so we may have a few just to look at, but... More games, joysticks. This one's selling a few of the consoles. A couple of those um, naughty Xboxes. Mega CDs. Yeah. Put with coin-ops on. Yeah, them are the ones. They're quite yeah. good, aren't they? Yeah, and a nice RGB-modded PC engine. wonder how much that is. Please ask for info. Oh, it's bad when it says that, isn't it? Or take a card. Oh, it's really bad. I reckon it's more than like a couple of pints. Worth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think well, if we if we bought the pints, we won't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> PS2. Lots of little Game Boy Advance games there, and Game Boy games, and snares, and boxed snares. No oh, Sega, sorry. Just a good selection of everything on that one. I think. Yeah, I think we're coming to it now, to the end of it. Some more of those plush toys. Yeah. A little bit more NLC and we're back in Thanos' gauntlets and swords. We are. Well, that's it. Nerd 2019. Very well attended. Brilliant day. We're halfway through day one. We've got day two to go, which follows day one. Yes, it, it does do it that. Does, yeah. But it also, more importantly, follows evening one. Yes. Which we can look forward to. I'm, I'm, I've done evening one. I'm on evening two tonight. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right, thanks very much, Chris. Cheers. Thank you thank very much, you. Sean. Goodbye. Bye. Right, I've got to explain why we're a week late. The, the Tuesday, last Tuesday, we were supposed to record the podcast... The night before, Monday, I'd gone back to work for the first day, and it was hellish. Hot, horrible, everything had gone wrong, nothing had been done while I was away, everyone was sort of relying on me to do everything, it was horrible. Tuesday morning, I get a message from my mum early in the morning, my uncle died. Now, my uncle had been ill for a while with cancer, um, he was in his late 70s, it wasn't really a shock, but, you know, when you get that message, it's still not very good, is it? No, no. Miserable. So I wasn't happy about that, obviously. 
and then wife sends me a message at work saying oh there's a letter come from you and it had your vehicle registration on the front of it so she opened it because she already knew when i came back from a cinema in i was away near reading watching cinema and i came back that night and i saw a flash on a motorway on the m3 and i thought uh oh here we go and I was doing a little bit too quick on the motorway because it's got one of those, it's a smart motorway where it changes the speed. Yeah. And I, it, so it should have been 60 and I was going normal motorway speed at 70, 75 and I got done. So I was 15 miles an hour over, over which is quite serious, but I didn't realise it was 60. I didn't, you know, there's no cars around. There wasn't any workers on the on the motorway or whatever. So I got done for that. So I had to send that off. Might be getting a speed awareness, might get points. I don't know what's going on with that. Oh and then the next day, oh, it might have been the, it might have been the Tuesday. Actually, that was on the Monday. On the, the next day, on the Tuesday, I had a letter in the post where I'd been done on a box junction as well. So I'd not had a very a very lucky week actually, and some other stuff went down as well. And so when Tuesday evening came, I just I just couldn't do it. I couldn't muster the energy or the and the fun to do a podcast with you. Unless, you know, it's just, it'd be awful. So we just left it. We thought, give the listeners another week to play the, po- you know, the, play the podcast game. We'll do it next week. And I'm in a better, better mood now, but it's red hot. And we've been having a few trouble with Skype as well. So we were on Discord. Hopefully it sounds okay for everyone. And uh, hopefully it's going to get better anyway. Things can only get better, as D Ream once said. Apart from the fact that it's been one of the hottest days in the country today. And we've got a clown as a prime minister. That person cannot be me. Yeah. Oh God. Let's let's just forget about that and talk about something else. Quick, quick. Yeah, yeah. Politics, or the, or the lack of it in yes. this country, kids. Don't come to the UK for a few years. Yeah, it's leave it for a bit. It's all gone belly up. I'll tell you who came to the country for a bit. Yeah, he's Singy John Singletary from America. He's he's a Floridian. He was what, doing what? a bit of a tour of. Europe. He'd been to Croatia and a little cruise on Italy, and he eventually came to the UK with his wife and family. And uh, he was doing a few things in London, and we agreed to meet up. Meet up. So we met up at the Four Quarters in Peckham. How many uh, quarters? Four whole quarters. It was wow, makes up a whole, whole dollar. The whole quarter. So we met up in there, and he nearly didn't get there actually because he got an Uber from where he was staying because it's obviously easier for you know, a non-London person to get somewhere on an Uber. And they kicked him out, because the guy had a phone call, they kicked him out, and he was in the middle of a, a large protest in London. So protesting about the Brexit thing. Yeah. So he was sort of in the middle of, like, 500,000 people thinking, where am I? And I've got to get to the Peckham soon. <laughs> but he eventually got there before me, actually. Um, so we went to the Four Quarters Pet, and we met up there. We had a few drinks there. We are talking about some stuff. We played a bit of Donkey Kong and some uh, asteroids on my old asteroids machine, my very own old asteroids machine. And then we decided, because there's a lot of people, because the one in Peckham gets really busy, because they've got a late license there, you see, and they get really, really busy. So there's sort of one of the only places around that's got a late license. And yeah. because there was a, uh, a private party going on upstairs, we couldn't go upstairs and play the cocktail cabinets, which they're all up there. So we couldn't do that. So we thought, oh, I'll tell you what. Let's jump in an Uber and get an Uber pool, which, you know, shares the ride with other people, so it's a bit cheaper. And we went to the Four Quarters East, the other Four Quarters, which is in Hackney Wick. It's where the old um, Olympic Village is. They, they, they changed, when, when they finished with the Olympic Village, they leased them out. And it's a nice, really nice place by the river there. And the Four Quarters East 
is a little bit more upmarket. The Peckham one is sort of down and dirty and it's sort of really good little dive. And uh, the Four Quarters East is a bit posher. It's right by the river. You can eat there and stuff. It's really nice. And it's quite a big, big place, quite a bit bigger as well. And they've got loads of cocktail cabinets there, which is really cool. Now, Simon Dennison, who's one of the owners of the Four Quarters, was going to meet us there. He's a good friend of ours. But he couldn't make it. He's had stupid work on. But he told the bar staff to look after us with some quarters and some bargain drinks, which was good. We played Donkey Kong really badly in the one in Peckham as well. We just could not get into it. And our excuses were there wasn't any sound on the machines because they, they keep the machines in Peckham quiet. So they, so they play a lot of music, the DJ sets and stuff, so you can hear the music. So they don't have yeah. any sound on. I'm not very good at playing games with sound. That's my excuse anyway. I'm sticking to it. Mm. But when we got to the East one, um, they had a few more games for us old-timers in there because the, the games at Peckham are for a slightly more younger audience. Apart from yeah. obviously Donkey Kong, Pac-Man and, and Asteroids. So, in the East one, they had um, some really cool uh, Space Invaders, very like mine, a Midway one with a dial rather than a joystick or buttons. They had a Galaxian in the same style cab, um, a Gap Plus, which I really got into, uh, Frogger, Arkanoid Table, there was a Bomb Jack one as well, and a few other games. But I really got into Gap Plus. I've not really played Gap Plus that much. I think we played it... Did we play it when we did the 16-in-1 review? Might have done, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Okay. I really like it because it's, it's quite a fast version of Galaxian. It gets a bit mad because when you get a certain thing, you can suck up all the aliens. And when you've sucked them up, rather than just having two, like in, Gal- in Galaga, you can have like about seven of them across the bottom. You just shoot like mad. And you can go up yeah. and down a little bit as well. I really got into Gaplus. We both really enjoyed it. It was fun. Might be worth looking at. They also had on the bar to one side had a scramble wall mount, which is really nice. A proper themed one. It wasn't a wasn't an official one but it was a either a bootleg or a licensed one but it had actually themed um like a bent plastic on it with scramble all over it and pictures on it really nice machine and it had a 61 it so we had a few loops on uh scramble played a bit 1942 loads of little games we played on it which was quite fun i also showed john how to play phoenix using the game features to get high scores because he didn't realize you could get the the big horrible birds, if you go to one side, like you go to the left or the right, and you kill them off quick. And I showed him how to do the, the alien ship at the end. Because you know where you don't shoot in the middle? You just shoot the side. And when it stops at the very bottom, you shoot right through the middle and it kills it. Yeah. He didn't realise that happened, because it's a bit of a bug, that. And he never, obviously never done it before. We also had the pleasure of meeting a, a guy who runs the bar there called Casper. He was a really nice guy. Have you seen, Vic, the RG... B to Pi jammer adapter that Rick Chunksin's been talking about on Twitter. I have actually. I knew about this ooh, probably a few days before it went on Twitter because he was talking about it to us in the WhatsApp group. And it's it's a very cool little jammer adapter which has got the jammer pins on it and it's got the GPIO pins for the Pi. So you just collect, connect the Pi to it and it just works. But I think you've got to use the people who've made it, their image to, to play it through the Jammer Adapt. I'm not sure how it works yet, but Rich is going to keep us uh, in the loop with that one. He said it's good so far. It's very good. I've looked on their website and there's no prices yet, so I don't think it's been released yet. I think it's going to be a little bit pricey because their, their stuff they made before is a little bit pricey, but it's very good quality, I, I hear. I understand. Right, right. Yeah. Arcade News. So, right. This was apparently arcade news. Uh, Billy Mitchell has done a perfect Pac-Man again. 
Just a minute, let me just uh, let me just muster up some enthusiasm for this. Oh, let me just get a little prop a second while I... Yay! Woo! And all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Billy, what about Donkey Kong? That's the record that was found to be done on Main with Save States. We want you to do that live. We want you to get a million points, kill screen, on Donkey Kong to redeem yourself from your cheating ways, young man. <laughs> Um, I have also been helping out test a new arcade game from Mike Macro Coates. He has done a port of Clean Sweep from the Vectrex, a really cool little Vectrex game, to Galaxian Arcade Hardware. Oof. Have you seen this yet? Did no. you see it on? It's been on UK Vac. We discussed it on there. I asked people on UK Vac a little while ago. Could somebody please make Clean Sweep, which is a Vectrex game? For the arcade hardware, please. I think it would be really good. It's the kind of game you would have seen back in 83. And Mike took the mantle and he did it. And it works really nicely. I've been testing it for him. It only works on... I think it works on MAME at the moment. But he's going to make it so it works on his multi-kit for the Galaxian, which I've got. And I think he's also going to make it, with Phil's help, uh, workable on Phil Murray's Konami multi-kit. Because it's very similar hardware, Galaxian and, and um, Scramble. Now, the game plays just like the Vectrex version. And it really looks like a game that was released in about 1981. It's quite playable. Uh, it needs a little boost for the arcade, um, as the Vectrex game is a little bit plodding, but it's still good. I love the Vectrex version. Really cool little game. So it's working nicely. The sound in it is really tinny. So I think they're going to change that a little bit. And I think he speeded up a little bit as well and changed a few things. So I added a few little comments. I think the game looked a little bit better. And he has changed a few little things already. But it's a really nice little thing to have a... Basically, a new arcade game in 2019. Mm, that's cool, that, isn't it? I have to do a little video. Obviously. I'll ask Mike first if it's okay, but I might do a little video and put a video on for people to look at. But it's a really cool little game. I really enjoy it. Uh, Mark K sent this on Twitter to us. This is a, a link I'm going to put in the show notes, and it's for Story Bundle. It's some books that you can get online books. About, oh, I like a book. I like a book, me. About arcade games and gaming. So that's pretty cool. Free free books. Who doesn't like free books? Thank you, Mark K. That's some good ones here. I think I've, I think I bought one. I think I bought one of the Ar- Hardcore Gaming 101. Uh, it's not Konami shooters. I think I got one that was about Sega. Oh, Can't cool. Remember. Nice one. I've got, I've got one anyway. Also, remember that um, arcade experience we went to at the Computer History Museum? Yeah. They're doing the third one on the 5th of October 2019. Link and details in the show notes, kids. It's a really good one. People take their own cabs. It's a really cool museum to go to, have a look around on its own. But when there's arcade cabs, and all us little idiots there as well, it's absolutely brilliant. Really nice community get-together, that one. I, I love them. I think I think I've, I think I might miss the first one, but they're always really good. And you see you see, you see, see all you saveners down there, don't you? Don't, saveners. Don't, Soft saveners. Don't see them so much up here, so it's nice to go and have a chat with all of them. So I'm probably going to go to that, Vic. I hope so, because I'm, I'm definitely going to that one, as long as I... What date is it again? It is on the 5th of October. I'm pretty sure I will be in the country, because I know I'm going to America in October, but I think that's later in the in the month. So cool! Mm, Cambridge is nice as well, isn't it? A lovely place. It is lovely. We've got a nice Nando's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ten pence archives. I have been playing lately Ladybug. 
<laughs> I have been clearing a ton of shiz out of my summer house and came across my ladybug wall mount, which has been in storage in there for a few years now. Now that I've cleared loads out uh, during my holiday, which is another arcade thing I sort of do, is clear out stuff. Um, and the cabaret machine that was in there has gone to Bensonrad. I've reassembled the heavy-duty table it was on in my arcade in the garage, and I popped Ladybug and one of my Cosmic Allens on there, which has got Cosm uh, it's got Magical Spot 2 in it. I had a quick game, and that's a really good little game. But I ran um, I, I ran a wire to it, you know, a cable from that the house to there to get some power in there, and I was playing a quick few games of Ladybug. And it's a really cool little game. So I was also interested to play again because Rich Rumsanoid posted a Ladybug top five on Twitter from the Arcade Psychic app. And Mr. Tromads was still in front of me after all these years. And I need to rectify that. But someone has beaten us both since then with 205,000, I think it was. And we're on about Ooh. 162 and 154,000. It's quite a, quite a beat in that. So we need to get into that again. Now... Ladybug is quite a twitchy game in parts and absolutely needs a good four-way joystick to avoid making critical mistakes when it really matters. But yeah, I, love I, the, I love the score multipliers in this game, the extra lives collecting and the big bonus red letters. The game does get difficult and very speedy quite quickly. And it's a game I've never really cared about much until we got into it for the podcast. And me and Mr. Trollnads, when he came round, he, he was on business in London, he came to see me. We were playing it together, and we got really into it and really enjoyed the game. I, I like it ever since. It's such a good little game. I really like it. I wanna, I've been playing it on my vertical MAME as well, but I want to get the, I want to sort of play the original board in that wall mount. But when I played it, it did crash at the end. Was put my name in, so I think there might be a little glitch to the board needs fixing on there or something. But yeah, it's a really cool little game, and, and in my opinion, still a brilliant game. Really enjoyed that one. So what game have you been playing? Right, mine is... I've only had a little go of this. Is Mappy. I keep going back Ugh, to Mappy. Podcast I didn't like Mappy. Podcast 71, October 2016. There's something that keeps bringing me back to it. I just... I like the simplicity of it, but it's so... It is so deep and there's a lot... It's all in knowing where the, the micro-police are. You've got to sort of know where they are in the level and using the doors as weapons, I think, now. I couldn't get into making the doors work for me properly. I've watched Mr. Trollnads play this. It's one of the games he's really good at. He was showing yeah. Whitney when we were in Chicago, and he was getting tons of points on it, and he knows all the tricks. But it's not a game I got into. I don't know the tricks, and I don't really... You know, I'd step on the micro police if I saw them. <laughs> I'm going to try and get good at that. Because mm. I keep dipping in and out of it. I'm going to have a... While we're playing this week's featured game, we're going to be playing that as well, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. And during that podcast, we talked about Varcon, which is oh, the, William, Varcon. the Williams pinball that's in an upright cab. Can you remember it? Yeah, I do. Is it Williams? It is, isn't it? It is a Williams yeah, one, is. yeah. Really, yeah. really rare machine. Really rare machine. And little did we know at that time, we would be playing it two years later at the Galloping Ghost Pinball Arcade. And it's absolutely brilliant. Talking about the Galloping Ghost Arcade, it was Doc Mac's birthday of the day. Happy birthday, Doc! Yeah, well done, Doc. Recent pickups. I've got quite a few pickups, son. Do you want to hear what they are? Yes! Yes! Uh, yes. I talked about earlier the Crafty Mech Bit Kit with the new levels of Scramble remixed on it. Can you see them online anywhere? Yeah, just put Bit Kit on. I think you can, if you go to Crafty Mech's site, I'll put a link in the show notes for you, son, so you have a look. Tiny Ooh. little boards there, really little things. You know how big the FPGAs are? It's teeny weeny. Oof. You can see all the games on there as well, actually. 
uh, I got a Nintendo Space Fever multi kit from Phil Murray. He's finished it now, and he's gave me my one of my boards back with a kit on it. But what I need to do before I can play it, I need to get my cocktail cabinet set up with AC because I'm not sure. I can't remember how I wired it before because it needs the AC going into it, which is obviously two thirty odd volts UK supply. It needs to be stepped down from the monitor and to a switcher. And I'm not sure how I did it. So I need to do that before I can actually test it. And also the monitor I'm using for that is faulty as well. So I need to get everything wired up before I can actually test anything. And I needed the boards to test the monitor and etc. etc. So I'm going to get onto that soon. Because I really want to play those games again. Love a bit of Space Fever. Mm. I bought a job lot of six Sanwa JLF joysticks. And I'm going to be using them in various Vectrex and arcade projects. Cool. I eventually... I kept going... Kept going on about it i bought myself a wii u because i wanted to play woolly world the the older slightly older yoshi game from nintendo yeah you've got what's the one on the switch is it called crafted world is crafted world yeah woolly world is the first one and crafted world is like a sequel to it and i finished crafted world i finished the boss at the end i went through all the levels got 100 percent on everything finished the boss at the end and then you see all the credits and everything's lovely and everything's restored to the world, blah, blah, blah. And then it throws another few levels at you. It says, here, do these special levels and go and find these little things on, hidden on all the levels. So you've got to go all the way back through the game, finding stuff and doing extra levels. So I'm sort of doing that now. But in the meantime, I was going to leave Woolly World until I've done all that. But I think I will start Woolly World because it's such a great game. I did a few levels of it just to try it out. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's brilliant. It's, it's, <laughs> almost, it's almost as good or better than Crafted World. So I'm really happy I've got another game to play for a while. Mm, so I also right. bought Mario World Wii U as well, which is quite a good little fun game. It's good. I got some Wii controllers, so I can use the attachable Wii control pad I already have. Now, yes. when I saw John Singletary on the Saturday, we had a great time that night, he gave me some bits and bobs. I gave him a I gave him a ten pence arcade t shirt. Because that's what visitors from America get half the time. And he gave me a ton of stuff, actually. He gave me a memory stick full of Cure records, um, which I've most of them I've got already. There's one or two on there I haven't got, like live ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. He gave me, and this is quite cool, I didn't have this, a Dig Dug in television cartridge. It's one of the ones I was trying to get hold of and I couldn't find. That's quite cool. He also gave me a game called Buzz Bombers on Intelligent, which is supposed to be a really good game, a little bit like Centipede. I've never even played it. He gave me 25 feet of pink T-Molder, which I bought from America, and he brought it over for me. Uh, yeah. The asteroids, the pink T-Molder is going to be for Mr. Driller in an ISIS cab. Mr. Driller. What else would it need apart from pink T-Molder and a pink joystick, obviously, and baby blue, blue buttons, I reckon. So he gave me some pink T-Molder. He gave me asteroids multi-kit, which I bought in America, and he shipped over for me. And this is a really cool thing, actually. He thought it was a rubbish present. It was like a silly joke thing. And he said, oh, you can just throw it away if you want. But it's a really handy thing. He gave me a bag of tea moulding samples, like about two or three inches of, of each kind of tea moulder you can get from teamolding.com, which is the premier place to get tea moulding from. So you've, yeah. it's, it's like a swatch of like wallpapers or carpets or whatever, but with tea moulding. And there's, there's about 30 or 40 different types in there. They've got wood ones... Um, see-through ones you can put LEDs in. They've got 
shiny ones, matte ones, different colour, different thickness ones. There's absolutely tons of them in there. So that it's really nice. If you want to sort of find a T-Mold and to suit something, you can just try it out and then order it. So it's a really handy thing to give someone. I'm really pleased with that. It's, it might sound a bit weird, but it's a really useful thing. Mm. And he also gave me some something you're not going to get. He gave me some Girl Scout cookies. You know all about American Girl Scout cookies, don't you? Yeah, they just come to your door and sell them, but then they get murdered in films. In films, yeah. But yeah. in America, they do it for a certain, like a month in a year or something, or a certain time in a year. And apparently it's like an army of Girl Scouts just descend on America and they just sell cookies. But the cookies are really good. I mean, like really good. They give me some minty ones and some like coconutty ones. They're really good. So have you got anything? I certainly have. I've got a Ooh. Nerg Nerg 2019 T-shirt, which I bought there. Very you good. Ripped Thanks. off earlier. Yeah, I'm just sat in my boxes, Vic. It's that art. It's a good job. <laughs> it's good. It's a good job. There's no video. This this audio recording is bad as well. I think it's just the net, the internet's playing up, isn't it? Yeah, it's not happy. Hopefully, it'll be okay for the listeners. Hopefully, yeah, you'll be able to magic it together. Mm. Apparently, I've got American shirt from, from oh, Mississippi. Oh, 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 yes, yes. It's from one of the barcades near where he lives. I've got one as well. And I shall put it in the holly bag and give it to you when I see you next. Ah, I guess this, this is, is the best thing ever. I'm going to put pictures of this on our website for people to look at. Tell, Explain <laughs> what this beautiful thing in front of my face is that I can see on the on the webs. At NERG, uh, the, the, the bar girl that came up with us, uh, Gemma, she won a thing off the wrestling stall, like some kind of raffle. And so she picked up Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestler. Yeah. And I said, oh, that looks like me. So what she's done, she's really good at artwork. <laughs> she's painted a little white beard on him, some glasses, <laughs> an arcade club logo on his shirt. Yeah. And on the back, she's painted cuss course course whatever sean holly said so because his catchphrase i think was cuss steve what's he called cuss stone cold said said so says but he changed it because sean holly said so and it's like a muscle bound sean holly doll which is absolutely brilliant i'm ripped you are ripped and i went to the glassy shop and guess what i got there um a ferret Yep, but also I got two new pairs of glasses, and the 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 guy the eye guy the eye guy he said your eyes have changed, sir. And I said, you mean they've got worse? He says, yes. So I said, why didn't you say that, mate? And he says, because it sounds better saying they have changed. Because when I when I saw you earlier before we started the podcast, we did have video on, and your eyes look massive. You look like an anime character. Do they say what it looks like? All right, I've always wanted massive eyes. You know them filters where they where the girls put on Facebook. They've got massive eyes. So you've got naturally massive eyes now. You should see stuff from miles away now. I don't even need need Facebook filters now. I'm no. switch them all off. Have you seen that one guy? You want to see it? The one going around that makes you look older. Um, I I have a look at that. I installed it on my phone, did it once, and removed it off my phone. It was so disturbing. It's very, very clever, isn't it? It's horrible. It made me look really bad. I'm not even going to talk about it. Let's go on to the feedback. Listener feedback. The first one we have is One Punch Rob. Looking forward to the next show game as it's something I've never heard of before. A little gutted at how my score removed. I was playing the arcade ROM through MAME 2003, which was just installed on a SNES Mini. 
if you think Nemesis gives you arcade hand with proper controls, try it with the SNES pad. The pain! I need to get my cab fixed and playable again. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could put maim things on a SNES Mini. I didn't know that was possible. So I gave him a point in the high score league. Oh, I didn't know you could do it either. Well, okay. I suppose it's just a, it's just a mini computer. You can probably put any emulators on it, can't you? I suppose so. I just hmm. thought it was NES, SNES games. Anyway, we've got some comments on the Nemesis Facebook post. So um, we've got, we're going to do the actual voices from these people because we, we've actually got recordings of them. So we're going to do yeah. these. And we're actually going to put, mix them in with the different voices. And the yeah. first one is Thomas Kahn. Jason Barber. This game here, we go back to Mr. Dovid. He appreciates this game now. It's not a dig to rip off. Come on, Vic. You can beat 100k. Uh, Jim Go Jim Goble. You people wonder why I never submitted scores because I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> GJ Harris. Submit someone else's Jimmy G. I'm sure they won't mind. Now this was for me, so I can read this out myself. Jim Goble. Nah, it's all good fun. We have novice, Sean, and I experts alike. Good. Jer- Jeremy Riley. I was like that. <laughs> I'm just going to have to read it. I was like that. I'm crying now. I was like that at first, but I started putting in an hour. My understanding of the game's mechanics grew, and so did my scores. I would never be a pro, but I can replace the default high scores with mine. I'm a happy man. Where I come into relation to others is of little concern. It's just a bit of fun. Andy Marsh. One of your dang classics! (laughs) (laughs) Rob... This is the last one, kids. Robert Gray. Oh, you listen to. I don't ever think about somebody Come on, you can do it, Sean. <laughs> never think about somebody to score. Might have to start playing as well. <sighs> there we go. Thank goodness for that. Th- those recordings are rough, aren't they? There, uh, yeah, bless them. Mark Mosquito. He nearly crashed his van when he heard my cursing at the end of the podcast. Luckily, I kept it PG because I knew I was filming. I just use a standard Sanwar JLF stick, by the way. And keep up the work on the podcast. Love it. Thank you. El Meepo. Hi, listen to the last episode. I got a chuckle hearing Sean mess up my name and call me El Pro. Thoughts on this week's game? I think it's harsh, but when on the bonus table, you lose a life and the ball drops, you think it would be better to it took you back to the main table. I think that. It was a bittersweet choice because I've been trying to get pin name going on my PC to no avail. Even following guides on YouTube just wasn't working, so downloaded Pinball FX3 on Steam instead. Yeah, I've heard about people um, setting up pin main cabinets because you when you do a pin main cabinet you use a, a large monitor as the main table and you use a smaller monitor at the back for the back glass and you've got to get the two working together and apparently pin main is quite difficult to get going because there's lots of settings to do on it so i think that would be quite a difficult one to do you need a decent tutorial on that i think there's a, there was a cool little one that was that was big fills at nerg it was it was it was i'd say it was about a third scale Maybe even smaller. And it was on a table. And it was LCD for the screen. Yeah. Uh, LCD for the play thing. And then an LCD for the back glass. And you could scroll through the games. Right. But it had very little lag for an LCD. It played really well. Do you know what? When I went to see Ali at the Retro um, Hunter shop, he had a little, about a three foot long one. 
roughly the same size as what you're speaking about. And apparently, um, a walk-in customer just came in and 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 traded it in for some other game stuff. And Ali got it for a good price, and he, he said how good it was. He was showing me the games on it. I was playing some. It was really, really cool. But it was only like about, I don't know, three foot long? Quite a small little thing, but it was really nice. Yeah, I think this one is. And it's got two buttons next to your main flipper buttons, which are the nudge. Yes, this one had the same thing. I reckon it might be a similar kind of thing, you know. But it looked, it didn't look like someone had made it at home. It looked like professional, you know, like a sort of eBay shop or something made it. It was quite nice. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark Sharples, Mr. What No Gravy on Twitter, and it says here, it's taken me until today to notice, after it was pointed out to me by my six-year-old daughter, that the octopus on Parodius, his Parodius t-shirt, has got knickers on its head. And it does look like it's wearing stretched-out knickers on its head. Wow, Japanese people, you just never cease to amaze me. No. Anyway, Thomas Rath of Khan. Hey, gents, another fab podcast. I'm not sure the fridge of horses could have kept me cool during this fortnight's gaming attempts. There were no tantrums and no rage quits, but Nemesis is a harsh mistress. Four Hats Johnson was actually, unbeknownst to Vic, Slovenia's foremost Gradius NTSC J player. Five Hats Johnson. When he played the NTSC US version, Nemesis, and he had to give away hat number five. Ah, he's missing a hat. Looking forward to pinball action. Love me computer pinball. Khan signing off. Talking about harsh mistress, Nemesis, Pete Hahn's been on, and Pete Hahn knows a lot about Nemesis. Hey, Victor and Sean. Apologies for not writing for a while. Just caught up on the last few episodes and wanted to answer the questions a listener, forgot who, sorry, had about the scores at the Galloping Ghost Arcade on Nemesis. First of all, we have the version of the game that plays closer to the original Gradius with a lower difficulty, slower rank increase, no recovery capsules upon death. I found this a bit funny because when I visited Arcade Club last year, they had the tough version that was used for the episode's challenge. We're reversed. I know all three players that have their names on the scorecard have looped it on normal. Default is easy, but it's still not nearly as difficult as the ROM you all just used. I think we have our set and the way to match Twin Galaxy's settings for their existing record. I've attached a few pictures of the cabinet and the scorecard for everyone as well. Doc Matt confirmed to me that our nemesis is indeed a dedicated cabinet. Konami had several games that are used in this cabinet in the US. I know our Contra, Super Contra and Surprise Attack all have the same cabinet design. Right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Your last episodes were entertaining as ever, and you've got me wanting to go back to play some Nemesis and shoot for the Galloping Ghost House record. I always get a chuckle out of Victor's Sull voice, and the background music that was playing really cracked me up. Thanks again for both of you for all you do to us listeners and the Retro Arcade community. Pete. Ah, also, added on to this, Pete said, Looks like I can only attach one picture, more incoming. Oh, and another thing I wanted to mention, but totally unrelated to Nemesis, a few episodes ago when Victor was saying he watched an expert player from the YouTube channel World of Long Plays beat Act Fancer on a single credit. Be aware that most of the channel features illegitimate gameplay, or at least gameplay that doesn't show reliable strategies. Most of their long plays use stitched together save states to form one complete imp file playback as they upload. Some people call this save scumming. Others say it's straight up cheating. It's what many people accuse Billy Mitchell of because of his much higher than average barrel smash bonus average. I just wish they were more upfront about the fact that they do this, but when confronted, they usually will reveal this fact, and he showed a picture of it. If you want to see real gameplay with reliable strategies, I would recommend checking out Replay Burner's YouTube channel. It features mostly Japanese players, so autofire is somewhat common. 
but the strategy and gameplay is legit. For those that don't know, Autofire is commonly accepted in Japanese gameplay and world records. They don't consider taboo at all in most genres. And I did not know that, um, but I only ever use that um, world of long plays just to have a look at what the game's like. I don't, I don't think it's well. That time, I thought they had done it on one on one life, which would have been quite difficult. But obviously, they didn't. And it's just a a bit of research to see what the game looks like further on in the game for me. And if I want to see someone actually completing a game, I'll go to someone like a Mark X Mosquito, who actually has the camera on him playing the cabinet, so there's no cheating going on, obviously. Mm. Didn't yeah, know that. That world of... I looked at the pinball action one, and they got 10 million points oh, right. in, one, in one life. And then you read the comments, and someone says, how, was, how have you done that? And they put, it's tool-enhanced. Oh, I see, the- I see, yeah. So the ball didn't go down the right drain for like 10 million points, and you think, nah, it's impossible. Yeah, that's impossible, yeah. But like, they do admit it. Mm, okay. Anyway, Jeremy Riley has put, Hi, Temp Pencers. I'm going back, listening to older episodes and enjoying playing Scramble while listening to the Scramble episode. There was mention of a high score kit for Scramble, and it got me wondering whether these physical mods are made available as updated ROMs. Ah, right, Jeremy Riley. If you're not already on UKVAC Forum... Get on there, and, ooh, whereabouts is it? There's a really clever guy called Gadget Freak. Uh, and I might put a link in the show notes how to do this and where to go on there on a certain part of the forum. But someone has made a load of hacks for games, and what they do is they change they one or two or a few ROMs, and also you add on to a lot of boards a thing called a Dallas chip, which is a battery-backed-up uh, RAM chip. So what it does is the the extra code, the hacked code, will put your high score on the Dallas chip. So actually remember remember your your high score, and they're very easy to do. I've done a few before. I've done one for Ladybug, uh, and I've got a few to do. I've got one for 1942 to do. I've got one for Volgus to do. One for my Sky Kid, and there's a bunch of games on there how to do it, and it, it does like free play. Different settings, um, reverses like some of the screens if the screen's upside down or whatever, and it's really really good. But there's loads of loads of hacks for that, and they are indeed updated ROMs. But you usually have to save state, save games. You've got to put on a Dallas chip because obviously it's a battery battery backed up RAM. So have a look on there. I'll put a, a note in the show notes for you. Uh, Dev Dude, I've been searching for more podcasts about retro video games, already any 8-bit computer platform games and programming. Your early and now current 2019 podcast has struck me as the best! Exclamation mark. And he also goes on to say some very nice things about our podcast. Thank you very much for that. And he says he's been catching up with a lot of podcasts on retro anything, and he can shout out with all certainty if he found the formula, which is quite cool. And he's going to follow up with some comments and reviews as he makes his way through the podcast archives up to the present day ones. So thank you very much. Thanks for saying that, Dev Dude. Mm, thank you, mate. Friendly shout-outs. Now I'm going to shout-out, firstly, to Smarty Martin Laws. Lovely time is meet-up, as usual. They're always good. Uh, also, thanks to the rest of his family for putting up with us nerds. And shouts out to Phil Murray, who was also there, for the Swapsy. I did a swap for that bit kit. And the multi-Nintendo kit he gave me. And I cannot wait to get my cock together, so I'll give it a good going over. Uh, big shout out to Ali and Dave on a joint arcade venture with Neon Knights Arcade and Cafe. Thanks also for the Nintendo controllers, Ali. Mm. I'm give a shout out to Stacey King, just out of hospital. This is a week ago now, after being poorly for weeks, hence no recent 10p scores. Get well soon, mate. Yep, hope you're on the mend. 
also to Mr. Deadlock, who has sent us a 10p episode guide PDF. Yes, this is brilliant. He's, he's somehow managed to grab all the data from our site, the picture, the description to the podcast and the podcast link, and put it all into one PDF. And we've got that. We've got that on the site, Vic. This is a really handy thing for re-listening. If, and also, if you want to put ROM sets together on the games we've done in the past, on your main machines or whatever, it's really good because you can see all the games listed on there and stuff. I've got a menu on my horizontal panel with all the games on. This is a really good way to find out what games we've been playing on. So, yeah, everyone will be able to look at that. It's really good as well, really nice. That's going to be on the website as of this week and forevermore. Nice. Thank you, Mr. Didlock. And we get a shout-out on the RamOK, RomOK website. They do do a kind of a a podcast roundup and a news roundup, and we're on that. Thank you, lads. We're going to put that URL in the show notes as well. Yeah, new Chris Smith. Shout out to new Chris Smith for doing a walk around with me. It's very enjoyable. And all the team at NERG, I know most of them now. And it's a, yeah, it's a really brilliant event. I love going up to NERG and I love Newcastle and I'm going to move up there one day. Is this new Chris Smith version 2.1? No, this is, yeah, this is 2.1, yeah. Okay. A big shout out to Sing, John Singletary, for travelling to the UK from Florida just to see me and pretending it was a holiday for the rest of his family. Just came to see me. Can't say I blame him. <laughs> uh, this is to Casper at the Four Quarters East, and of course Simon for the bars and games at both venues, which we love playing on. Uh, one more for Mr. Tronads. Big shout out to Mr. Tronads. And also, Boom Go Pinball for getting, sending, and bringing home the mini arcades for me. Thank Not you very much. More mini arcades are tiny. They're so, so. Do you know tiny. what? He picked up the ones um, that Boom Go Pinball got for me, and apparently there's another one come out. That I haven't got. Burger time, which I now want. And Garen, our friend from RGDS, is going to America in a couple of weeks. I'm going to get him to pick it up for me. Just so you can play it, Sean. I have to have it. I have to have it. Thank you, I think. Arcade Master Quiz. Oh, I've got a quiz-tastic quiz for you, Sean. Right then, Sean, are you ready for a fiendish quiz? Because last week's one was easy. This one's going to be difficult as heck. Question one, sir. What kind of game is Ark Area? Shoot em up. Ah, what kind of shoot em up? Vertical. Oh, is that a scrolling shooter? I'll let you have that one. Yarp. Thank you. Number two. Who made Berabo Man? Berabo Man. Berabo Man? Yeah. Taito. Narp. Namco. Never heard of it. What are the ducks called in Dynamite Ducks? What are their names? Doobie, Huey, and Louie. Narp. Bin and Pin. Number four. Name two games with the word slap in the title. Slap fight. Yes. Yarp. One more. Don't know. Slap slap tastic three. No. no. Any more? Slap in a tire. Yeah. Is it is it some kind of slap big slap? <laughs> no. <laughs> you could have had slap shot or slap shooter. Narp. Oh that hockey the slap shot, is that hockey? I think so, yeah. I got that then. Number five. No, you didn't. Mm. What CPU does 1942 use? 
Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Yes, you should. That's why I asked it. It uses a 6809. Nope. No, it's a Z80, you idiot. Ah! Oh, <laughs> uh, Number six. What kind of monitor does a two-player Warlord use? I need the exact kind of monitor. Kind of monitor? Yeah, um, not the make or anything like that, but what kind of monitor is it? Must tell oh, you. Black, black and white monochrome. Yarp. But what special hardware does the monitor use? What, the overlays? You're running out of time, Sean. Overlays. It's a reflected black and white, like Space Invaders. All right. I'll give you half a point for that. Okay. Uh, Number seven. What kind of vehicle is Grobda? Oh, it's a tank. Yarp. Eight. What game does Grobda originally come from? Oh, it's a Namco thing, isn't it? Mm. Is it? Mm. Is it? Mm. Uh, 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 Tank Battalion. Narp. No, Xevious. It's the tanks in Xevious. Ooh. Number nine. Who made Turkey Shoot? Williams. Indeed it was. Yarp. Number ten, last one. What have you got to do to grub stakes in Black Widow? Push him off the side of the web. No, you've got to tag them, apparently. I think oh. that is doing what that, but I'm saying tag them. So you've got one. Can I have one for that Black Widow, then? Because you don't, know, that you don't no. know the answer. No, you can't have that, no. Oh. One, two, three. Three and a half. Four. Four and a half. Very poor. Very, very poor, Sean. But yours were really easy last but week. But you yeah. haven't been doing your your podcast homework, have you? By I was, looking at every single to... fact from arcade machines ever. How was I supposed to know about Dynamite Docs or whatever he's called? Listen, you. Not one of those <laughs> questions was made up in my mind. They were actual <laughs> questions. Okay. Feature game review. The featured game review, and it's one of yours, so please tell me what's going on with it. This is a goodie, in my opinion. Mm. It is. Mm. <laughs> mm. Pinball action from Tech Arm, 1985. It's now, a video pinball game. It is, and I played on actual hardware, and I'm the only person who played on actual hardware, therefore I automatically win any high score contest. Is that okay? No. Oh, bugger. No. It's a video pinball game. You have to flip a steel ball, score points. You know how usually I, 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 I pour hours and hours of my heart into writing about the games? You did two yes. sentences. I've put loads more down here. Go on, then. On a standard okay. jammer cab, uh, buttons one and two are left and right flipper. Uh, if you pull down on the joystick, it launches the ball and push up for a nudge move. Tell yes. me how, to play. how do you play this game, Sean? Flip, flippity, flip, 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 flip. Like all pinballs, the object of the game is to keep each ball in play for as long as possible while scoring as many points as possible. And like physical pinballs, this one has four different tables to play on, all within the same credit. Wow! <laughs> the main table. Fire, fire it up into the main table. Looks like a normal pinball, except there's no plunger lane, and the ball launches from between the flippers. I've actually seen some physical pinball tables do this. Uh, some oh, pinballs right. also fire out here if you lose the ball in the centre in a certain amount of time from firing the ball. If you if you have the save 
ball feature on for crap players like me. Ooh. Well, on this main table, you've got red, green and blue drop targets. Hitting all those of a certain colour opens up the corresponding red, green and blue warp hole. In your warp Hit- hole? Oops! Hit the ball into the warp hole and you get access to one of the other tables. Yeah. There are ten rollover lights surrounding the girl's face on the table. Light all those up and hit the spinner at the top middle to see the bonus you will get. 5k, 10k, 10k advanced or extra ball. There's a there's a bonus multiplayer count in the bottom right of the green. That's where you get your mega point. And it, increase, it increases with every ADV ADV and ADV target you hit, advanced target. So if your bonus reads 10, you say, and your profit lamp reads 5k, you mm. re- re- rewarded 10 times 5k, 50k, when the ball drains out. Oh, wow. You can also collect the bonus early by hitting the bonus hole. So you could get the 50k, but it doesn't reset. You can carry on playing. You keep getting in the bonus hole and keep getting massive points. Right. Hitting bumpers in lanes and out lanes will also increase your score. Uh-huh. You do have a nudge feature, but it only nudges the table up and not left and right. So I, I, I was using it. Yeah, so was I, but it didn't really do much. But you can't tilt the game. You, you, it, the... So one of the tables is a green table, coloured green, and it is a green table. It's green. Bowling uh, what, 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 what colour is it? It's green. Okay. Bowling theme, roll over ten bowling pins to light a strike. Do this three times to get three strikes, and you clear the table. And you get an extra ball. You can return to the initial table at any time by hitting the main hole in any of the auxiliary play fields. This is a slot machine theme, the red table. Hit the spinner to start the three slot machine reels. Get a matching three and you clear the screen. It's almost random. That one is random. Right. Get three bars for an extra ball. Get three sevens for a special chance. And I don't know what that is yet. Right. You've really gone into this, because I don't know half of these things you're talking and telling me about, you know. I've played this hell of a lot, actually. I really wow. enjoyed it. Blue table poker theme. Hit flashing drop targets to make winning poker hands, like you hit the jacks. Are they like queen. jazz hands? Yeah, but they're, okay. they're poker hands. Jack, queen, king, etc. Getting all five hands clears this screen. And mm-hmm. as I was saying, back... Back on the main table, the RGB symbols on the bottom right outline indicate if you have visited any of the other tables and if you've cleared them. Right. Clearing all three tables gives you three extra credits, which is no good for us because we're on infinite credits. But oh, wow. Good. It's always yeah, quite interesting when you find out that games can actually physically give you something. They're actually giving you another game. It's not like you're getting 100 points or 1,000 points or whatever on Extra Life. They're actually giving you a whole... Know, 10 or 20 pence worth of another game because they a lot of universal games do that as well yeah they did didn't they cool I like that i think it's great pinball physics for its age and there was a long time before i think the physics got better that mm. you know you've got all these virtual pins on ps4 and steam and that now which obviously yeah. are better but this is still plays really well yeah yeah okay right tips and secrets flip 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 and like it- Flip some more. Flip, flip some more. Like any real-world pinball game, learn the rules and play for the bonuses. I thought they were all random. Duh. Chris Mooncrestor Bootleg said, you need to light the A, B, and C to get the two times bonus thing, and then again to get the next one. So you, you, you bonuses, you can really boost them up. 
and because it's a Tekken game, there's lots of weird secrets going on. You know, yeah. they did it with Star Force and Bomb Jack. And the lady on the main screen, she she closed her right eye at one point. Right. And I've never got it again. I don't know what was going on. I know what it is. She's boss-eyed. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Just trying to just trying to hide it. Lazy yeah. eye. Yeah. Uh, I found hitting the nudge button the instant the ball hits the left bump. Quite often, not all the time, it stops it from going down the right drain. That's the biggest thing on this game. Yeah. Bouncing off the left bumper going down the right drain. They call it a drain, don't they? You yeah. can lose... You can lose three balls immediately doing that. I think mm. that's the one thing they should have really tested in this game. It's frustrating. Yeah. Do you want to know how I learned the secrets of life, Vic, from playing a pinball? Uh, I've got a feeling you're going to tell me. <laughs> right, picture the scene. It's, 19, it's 1993. It's the you brown were 67. Cow. I was. It's the Brown Cow Pub. In Livesey Branch Road, Blackburn. A brown cow. And I was playing Dracula. The pinball hadn't been out long. Mm-hmm. It was it, mid nineteen ninety three. They just got rid of Adam's family, I think. Ooh, replaced it with Dracula. Dracula. Drac- Dracula, which is still a good pinball. And do you okay. know what I realised? That's that warm summer's evening with a pint of Cronenberg in my hand. No, you can't really play pinball with a pint in your hand, surely. I oh, know, no, I can't, can you? Anyway, if you think about the ball going down the hole in the middle or the drains, yeah. it'll go down. Right. If you think, if you still think about, I don't want it to go down the drains, it'll still go down the drains because you're thinking about the drains. Right. So don't, don't think about the ball going down the drains or the middle at all, and your game miraculously, miraculously gets a bit better. And if you build up a bit of confidence when you're playing, you are then expecting the ball not to go down the drains or down the middle, and it doesn't. So how many points of Cronenberg had you had <laughs> when you thought this lot up? And eventually, you, are, you know you are 100% sure that the ball is not going to go down them drains, and it doesn't for ages, and that is one of the secrets of life. You can you can control life, Vic, by by expecting and acting as if something has happened is happened. Now, yes, either this is excellent life skill information, or you're very <laughs> drunk. Because I can just imagine you saying that, being drunk, right, and me coming up behind you and pull. Hey, Sean, how are you getting on? That that I've 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 been playing I've been playing pinball right, and and, and if you think the ball the ball right the steel ball the shiny ball right if you think it's gonna go down the hole it'll go in the hole right right you got that <laughs> uh, and, and 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 if you think the ball is not gonna go in the hole it's not gonna go it's not gonna hole. It's a life hack. So, where's where's what, my pint? Yeah, I can I imagine doing. you doing that whilst being slightly refreshed. You just know. You, you, I, was, I was playing it. I, I was, you just get in that frame of mind every so many games and you think, yeah, it's not going to go. It's not going to drain. I'm going to play well. 
I know it's not going to drain, and I just you just have a couple of magical games. So it's just positive waves. You should be sending the it pinball. Is. Okay. Yeah, and you can influence all life like that. I've, that's what I realised in 1993. I've tried that technique many, many times, Vic. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I actually know what you're talking about. It's um, nonsense. <laughs> now, we have, for a change, some cabinet yeah. art of this. I've put these pictures on the website for people to look at. Now, the game came as a kit for uh, Jammer Cabs and as an add-on, which you put on top of the control panel. And it's like a little box, quite a long, sort of, about a foot-long box. And it's got two buttons in the middle, white buttons, for one and two-player start. It's got pinball action all over it, nice little bit of art on it. It's got flipper button on the left and right, like a you know a proper cab would have left and right flipper buttons on the side of it, and the start and shake button on top. So you can actually use your left and right hands as a pinball to, to flip the buttons, which is quite smart. There's a lot of cabs came out as well that look similar. And I thought these ones on the picture here were pinball action, but they're not. They're games I've not seen. One's called Super Pinball, which is like a video pinball in a pinball-shaped cabinet. So you've got the, the screen down... And it's got a proper back glass and LED display. And there's one called Music Ball as well, which is another themed pinball. But what we're getting to is they actually look like pinballs. But Video Pinball actually came in a cabinet. This is like a three-quarter length pinball cabinet with a back glass with the lady on it. And it looks really smart. I'll put a picture on the, on the show notes for everyone to look at. But it's a very unusual cabinet. I've never seen one in real life. I'd like to. And we also have a scan of the manual in here, which I'll put on the show notes as well, and the flyer. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it's a really weird cabinet. I'd like to see one of these in real life. Trivia on these, from Trev the Trivia. Uh, not mm. the first video pinball by far. Uh, Super Flipper by Chicago Coin was released in 1975. And that's a similar kind of thing to the video pinballs we just looked, we just talked about. But it was a black and white screen, and everything was on the screen. There was no sort of overlays on it at all. It's just a really sort of simple-looking thing. It's a really weird-looking cab as well. It looks really, it looks like an EM, but with a screen in it. Really bizarre. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Very weird. Very weird. Other main pinball games, there's quite a few in main, isn't there? Uh, there's a 1991 sequel, Super Pinball Action, under the Tecmo name, which I think is what Tekan became, and it's Nudie Ladies in it. It's not as good either. It's too busy. And the Nudie Ladies is just a bit silly. I think it was probably designed for men to play in bars, you know, over 18 bars. It's not. It's yeah. obviously not a, kid, a game we kids would have played in the 80s or 90s. You can, you can pick one of four ladies, and then, you, and then there's another screen... It says, if you want me to take off my clothes, hit these four targets. <laughs> and it shows you which four targets to hit. Oh, God. That's pretty poor, isn't it? And those poor ladies have got, they're just pixelated women, dead eyes. Dead, and and the, dead one on the, right, the one on the right-hand side has got a bit of a wonky face as well. They're not very well drawn. Yeah, silly. Mm. There was another so game. I've, Go on, mate. Yeah, I've had a I've had a look at quite a few of them. I've tried to go through all the ones in MAME just to see if there's anything better. There's one called Pinbo, which is, this, which is another video Pinbo, which is bad handling, in my opinion. I, I could fart more powerfully than those flippers. They're really pathetic on that game. Yeah. There's the very cool video Pinball from Atari, which is that reflected playfield down, physical playfield. Yeah, that's a 1978 on. game, which uh, Smarty Minds got. And if you went to Revival, you could have played it. It's a great little yeah. game, isn't it? If the listeners ever come across um, a video pinball by Atari, have a look up inside the machine, above the monitor, to see a physical table in the top of the cabinet. And it uses a mirror to display onto the monitor. 
it's a really clever thing how it works. Really clever. You've got Speedball, which is that one that's actually in the physical pinball, the pictures you put up there with an LED score display. Yeah. You've got Grand Cross, which is four flipper game and it scrolls. Oh, yeah. Not too keen on the scrolling ones, are you? No, not really. They don't seem to work very well. They move around and you want to know where it's coming, but the screen's got to catch up with it. Yeah, yeah. You've got Power Flipper Pinball Shooter shooting, which is a variation on the Grand Cross. It's it's very similar, same same developer. Yeah, it's a scrolling one again, is it? Not as good as the fixed screen ones. You've got Music Ball, which is the, the other picture up there, which is another LED score display. Yeah. You've got Time Scanner. Oh, I've heard of that one. Decent handling, and it's on the Magnet 3.5-inch Spanish floppy disk system remember we talked about it when we was doing i think it was act fancer yeah what a weird thing yeah three and a half inch floppies versus pinball from nintendo i like that one i really like that one it's got mario in it if you get to a certain place you get mario and he holds like a tray above his head and you get a little version of like a sort of bat and ball game on it as well like a sort of extra game it's really yeah, cool yeah and you've got witch one called witch which is a gambling one okay one i found at gb it's not quite a traditional pinball. It's sort of a crossover between Breakout and Pinball. There's a few yeah, of them, few. I think. And there was the um, Bombi as well, a Namco yeah, version. A few of them had like a paddle at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, but it's sort of pinball flippers, yeah. Yeah, pinball features, yeah. Oh, of course we've got a Gals game, a Gals pinball. Very nudie. Probably from the same people who did Gals Panic and all those crappy games. Uh, hot Pinball, more nudie rubbish tables. Uh, Pinbot on the Play Choice 10, which is a game from Rare, which Ultimate, U- Ultimate became. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Mm, I didn't see that one. I think I've disabled all the Play 10 in MAME. I think oh, right. that's why I didn't see that one. Yeah. Anyway, I've got some listener comments on the game. So yep. we've got Kitty, Kitty Ping. He's oh, just a minute, brilliant. just a minute. <laughs> Kitty Ping. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant choice for the latest challenge, guys. I would have passed this by for sure if you hadn't suggested it. What a game! Have a go and get your scores in, ladies and lads. Yeah, ladies especially, and lads if they have to. Oh, we've got one from Sal. Sal Boogler, is he? He loved, loved, loved this game. Beautiful, beautiful graphics, decent sound, although the background music can get annoying, and great gameplay. The collision detection isn't perfect, but the game is fun enough to overshadow this and keep you coming back for more. Got a good <clears> score as well. It did do. Andrew Hannay, don't know if it's me, but the, the game or the weather, but I haven't got into this week's game. I had a go when you first announced it, and I must admit that I found it a little bit dull, but played it on regardless and got a respectable score, which I thought I could improve on at a later date. I was never able to improve my score. I think, oh dear, I got the lowest score of all of them. Wow. Should we do some scores? Did you not play it much then? No. I'll tell you why at the end. Um, okay. So me, right at the very bottom, 12,000. No, I got more than that. I think I got 121,000. Not 12, that's 121,000. So I wasn't at the bottom of the thing. I got over 100,000. I think the, the figure's in wrong. I put the figures in wrong. So, uh. One Punch Rob got 75,320. Reminds me of Pinball Illusions I have on the Amiga CD32. This game accurately simulates real pinball in that I'm no good at real pinball either. Alan Delta Lima, 83,420. Play it like it's Paul. It's only good whenever slight buzz on. Complete luck for me anyway. Andrew Driver, 108,990. As a pinball fan, I'm not going well here. Started a bit late, methinks. 
Rob Arcade 79, 112,100. Considering I play a, a lot of modern pins from Stern and Valley, I think for, for, for the time it's actually pretty good. There's quite a few secrety things, which is a nice touch. Uh, Tactical Giles, 115,210. Tactical Laura, really like this one. I liked it, but I'm just crap at it. A bit like real pinball, really. Edward Horse with his hooves. How does, <laughs> How does he play with his hooves? I don't know. Well, he's on a pinball, he's left and right, isn't it? I suppose so. Do you think he just stands on his hind hinds? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Skitty beast anyway. horse, aren't they? <laughs> 156,740 you got. Uh, uh, Paul McCaskey got 171,660. I'm quite enjoying this, but it feels a bit random. It's certainly no devil crash. Andrew Hane, 188,360. We've already read out his comments. Neil, 20 to 5. Good to have Neil back. 198,830. Not had much time, but not floating my flippers so far. Thomas Wrath of Khan, 244,450. This is now my favourite high score table music, having deposed 1941 counter-attack from the top spot. Uh, Ross Ross, 255,960. Launch ball, right bumper, left bumper, far right gutter. <clears throat> Boom. Yeah, there is a lot of that in it. Mm. But a mashing fun, 275,770. Playing this week's game inspired me to get back on my half-scale virtual pin that I've been ignoring for a while and start racking up some scores. This is quite interesting that quite a few people have now mentioned the half-scale virtual pinballs. I like, I like the one Ali had. It must be a similar thing to that. It's lovely. Uh, so, 314,940. It's a hit. He's been playing it with his daughter. Nice. Matt New MK's done well, 369.320. Video pinball is normally soulless, flat experience, void of excitement. Look at the poor sequel he's put. But everything we love about Star Force and that mid-80s Tekken style is here. Great playability, graphics and sound. It shouldn't work, but somehow it does. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Uh, Tactical Laura, 419,910. She's done really well. Well done, Tactical Laura. Mm. Ben of Steel, 435,950. Achieved this score 20 minutes in and never came anywhere close afterwards. Lady Luck playing a heavy part, methinks. Rob Ty, 439,270. Still had one ball to go, but it glitched and the ball just floated slowly left and right in midair. I think it was a Ooh. ghost. It was a ghost. I hate it when ghosts interrupt your Oh, they're a pain in the arse, aren't they? Get something in nerves. Michael Vortman, 4434. Always refused pinballs on an arcade machine. Now I find myself chasing bonuses and getting arcade hands. Great game, very addictive. Madsd.com, 451,960. At long last, Madsd.com has returned to the Tempe Score Challenge. He's been busy fixing stuff, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Do you know, after he fixed a large Hadron Collider, do you know what he fixed then? Oh, uh, fate. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Ben Granville, 473, 480. Never heard of this one, but I like it. Uh, he is Jimmy, 486, 560. Didn't care much for this game at first, but as you learn the strategy, it gets quite involving. Good choice, 10 pences, a nice change. It is, yeah, a bit different, isn't it? Hmm. Mark Happy Dude, 537, 870. Not sure to make of what to make of this one. Uh, Sal Buglarissi, 674,140. I told you it was a good score. Uh, and he loves the game. Ian Cullen, 699-480. When the monitor gets rotated, that's how you know this week's 10p score game is a good one. He, he showed us a picture on Twitter of his rotated monitor in his cab. 
Oh, he's actually he's actually turned around to play it properly. Nice one. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Mooncrest the bootleg, 718,820. Mega scores once you work out how the bonuses work. Yeah. Jason Barber, 751,630. Not a bad little game, a nice change. The main point scoring seems to be landing in the bonus collect hole to collect the bonus with multipliers added. Yeah, said that. Yeah. Okay. Mark Watner Gravy, 827,130. I think this is it from me. The bad game struck good game ratio combined with that left bumper right gutter combo is taking the enjoyment out of it. I know. That's the killer for me. That's the killer. It's still a good game, though. Exploding Pinball Man. He should be doing good with a name like that. Mm. 847-030. And here I thought I stood a good chance to take the crown. I blame Khan. I mean Charlie Farr. Farr. Uh, You, Mr. Sean. Let's give you one of these for doing it. 846,750. Good score. Yeah, because I used that force thing I was on about. Just a minute. I knew. What? I'm going to read out her name again. <laughs> Kitty Ping. <laughs> and she got 926,430. Did this on my second go when I had no idea what I was doing. I had 100 more goes and got nowhere near this. Complete fluke, but at least I beat my other half at J Ping. Steve Tyke in second place. Lighting up the 1k pop bumpers, nice multiplier collect bonus flukes, they all add up to a lucky run. Makes makes it for the first ball rage quits. Alright, and as usual, Mr Charlie Farr, who's not a pinball player by any stroke, 1.299930 million. It's all about the bonus counter and the multipliers. That right-hand lane, though. Oh, it's a bogger. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Also, everyone needs to look at the sidekick scores, arcade sidekick, uh, and see what other people got on there. I've I've got them all here. Yeah, I think there's some people that are not ten pence listeners that are in there. But okay. Charlie Charlie Farr's at the top. Steve Tight number two. Kitty Ping number three. Me number four. So it is the same as our score table. Okay. Yeah. But it's twenty players on yeah, sidekick. So nice. Get that app, kids. Arcade sidekick. Go get the app. It's very good. Great. Uh, ports and sequels, we've already sort of gone over this one already, haven't we? Um, Super Pinball Action with nudie stuff, so yeah, not as good. Not a good game, actually, even with the nudie stuff, not as good game. No, it's a lot quicker, and I don't think it plays as well. Yeah, okay. Right, my summary or improvements and conclusion to this thing, I would put a skill shot on the plunger. You just press the ball, press the space, well, whatever it is, and the ball shoots up. You, a skill shot will be a nice touch to make it, a, a good start to the, to your ball. Right. And have a shooter lane as well. I know that would make the overall table smaller on the screen. Oh, is that like a real pinball? So it goes up the right-hand side to start with? Yeah. Oh, okay. And have nudge left and right and not just up. I was using the up a lot, but it's it's very weird just having a up. Yeah, I don't get that. But I, I put here, I suppose the designers were limited by a jammer cab with its three buttons. You could still make it work. Yeah, but we talked about earlier, um, it actually had its own cab, so they had no excuse, or you had the add-on. So you did have your buttons on the left and right, like where a pinball would have buttons. Mm. So unless you were playing, I suppose, in a a badly converted cabinet, yeah, you wouldn't have so much difficulty there. And I put, do something about the left bumper firing the ball down the right out lane or drain lane. It happens far too often. A bit bit more playtesting. Mm. And I reckon, 
I tried it on hard as well. I, put, I don't know how, it, how you change your pinball from easy to hard, but I tried it on hard and it just did exactly, it just played exactly the same as far as I can tell. The thing I know about pinball is there are, I think there are physical settings on some pinballs because you know where you have your flippers are in the middle and there's a gap in between. I think if you yeah. make the game harder, you can actually put the the, pin, the the flippers further apart so the gap in the middle is bigger. So the ball can go down it easier. That makes it harder. I think to make it easy, you, you've got different holes in the pinball. You can actually pull the the, the flippers out and pull them in and out to make the, the different gaps. That's just, well, I think that happens anyway. I'm not sure about modern ones. Mm. But yeah, that is different. But, I presume the modern ones nowadays have got software where you can do lots of different things with it as well. Overall, I really enjoyed this. And because it was a very quick game, I was dipping in and out of it a lot. I played it a lot more than I thought I would and a lot more than other podcast games this year, I think. Yeah. I really enjoyed it in the end. This is where you and I differ. <laughs> now, Go on. this game was just a meh. I, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I quite like the look of it and everything. And I think it's a great inclusion on the 60 and 1. Um, but I got very bored of it very quickly and very bored of the right-hand ball drain trap. I happen to do that all the time, right? I couldn't be asked to learn about the supposed skill shots. And it didn't seem to matter whereabouts on the flipper. Because what I do when I play pinball is I obviously use the left and right flipper. But I hit the ball on the flipper at certain points on the flipper. So say the right one, I hit it at the top of the flipper. And you you watch where it goes. And you say, right, if I want it to go up there and do that thing, I'll hit it at the top of the the flipper. And then a quarter of the way down, it'll go over there. And the same with the left one. So you sort of work out where you hit the ball on the flipper is where the ball's going to go. So you can sort of get it on, you know, a a long shot to hit something or go up a ramp, whatever. But I couldn't really, I couldn't really get the ball where I wanted it to go. And it seemed to be just flapping around all over the place. And usually down that flipping right-hand drain and it didn't really matter to me or it didn't really change much difference where it was going it just kept draining all the time and I just couldn't because that happened a lot of the time it didn't spur me on to learn the game anymore and it just didn't go where I wanted to go so and and the nudge as well because on on a physical pinball if your ball is about to go down a drain you can give the, the cab a nudge left or right. You can just bump it slightly. As long as you don't do it too hard and tilt it, that is what the, 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 the bump's for, just to sort of knock it off its its natural progression and make it go where you want it to go. So you can just flip it out before it goes down a drain. You can just knock it back into play again. And that's the idea of, of, a, of a nudge. But on this, you just go up and down. It doesn't seem any point to it at all. I'm not sure what that's about. And if it did have a nudge left and right, maybe when it's going down the right-hand drain, you can just knock it out. And that would be a skillful thing to do. Hit the nudge at the right time to get the ball back into play. And that would be a a skill and a fun thing to do. And it would make the game easier and more playable. But it just... Yeah, I just didn't really get into it. I don't think I was in the mood to play that kind of game. I I was hitting the nudge. I was trying it the instant left bump and sometimes it would throw it off and it wouldn't go down the right drain and yeah, you also said tried... that earlier did it actually work though in the end I, th- I think it works sometimes i think it worked like say 50 percent of the time oh maybe that's what it's for then i couldn't work yeah. it out i mean how would you work it out unless someone sort of told you unless you played it lots and lots of times and you realized it was actually doing that so, yeah, yeah wasn't wasn't really for me I, but i don't hate it at all 
I just sort of got a bit a bit frustrated. I was actually playing it with the PCB as well. I put the PCB in a cab. And I do think if the if the, the flipper buttons are on the left and the right where they should be on a pinball, I think that would naturally make the game easier to play. It would make it more natural as well. But when you're sort of just doing it with, with one hand or the buttons are so close together, I was actually pressing the wrong button sometimes for the wrong flipper. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great thing for me. No. No, I don't hate it. I certainly don't hate it, but I just I couldn't really get into it. And I, it's, with pinball as well, maybe that's why I don't like pinball so much. I'm more of a video game person. I can never remember all the skills because on some pinballs they're really complicated. And I know this one's quite a simple one. When you go on a real pinball, like a new Stern or something, there's loads and loads of rule sets, and then you can get an upgraded firmware, and it changes the game again, changes the rule sets, and I suppose different. Um, Difficulties change the rules as well, and then you've got different modes. Oh, it gets quite complicated. And unless someone shows me how to play it, and I sort of stand there with them for hours on end, I don't think I'd ever get pinball. That's why I don't really get into it that much. Just me. You've got to use the force. You've got to expect the ball. Oh, the, the the yeah, the drunken philosophy. Yeah, to, yeah, that's that's, that's definitely going to work, isn't it? Mm. You've got yes. to know that the ball. One in another pub in ninety, we were pl- me and my brother was playing. When, when we had like seven, seven pints, <laughs> we went to another in, one, and and the ball, the ball, ball Sean, the, has it, it will not go down the hole. It, it down won't. The, uh, it will have a hole. I sound like Boris Johnson then for a minute. Down Bridge Street in Northampton, we were playing Indiana Jones. And my brother just had this amazing ball that lasted for like five minutes, and he he was using the jury. Without knowing it, he using was the using force. That, that controlling reality technique. A controlling reality technique? Yes. That's going in the podcast notes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we have to get on and have our teas, because I'm quite hungry and it's getting quite late, because of stupid internet problems, hopefully yeah. this sounds great for the listeners, I hope so, um, we have to do... Next show's game. It is a listener pick, and it's sort of a listener pick because I heard a listener say about this game, and it's now his pick. So <laughs> when I was at Smarties Meet, uh, I was talking to Chris CMP. We were playing Asteroids Deluxe, and Chris says, have we done it yet? And I said, no, actually, we've never done a Vector game. So we're going to do Asteroids Deluxe because that's the game we are playing at the time, and it's quite a good little game, and I like it a lot. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Asteroids Deluxe, and it is from Atari, of course. The ROM you'll be using is Ast Deluxe, A-S-T-D-E-L-U-X. Or you can play it on a proper cabinet, which I'm going to do. Or, if you're lucky enough to have a VecFever Vectrix cartridge, you can actually play an emulated version of this with the actual ROMs on a Vectrex. So the lives is two to four, apparently. So that's going to be three, then, is it? Three lives? No, it only gives you on, on the default settings. It gives you, I think it's two, three lives, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you want three lives. You'll be playing with three lives. Uh, yeah, don't know why difficulty easy, and the extra lives every ten thousand points. Submit your score on Twitter with hashtag ten p score. 
hashtag 10PSCORE or on Facebook as a, com- a comment on our podcast post, please. Uh, and some pictures if you would like. Deadline for source score, score submissions is the 6th of August. Wow, we're in August, Vic. We will be. 5 p.m. UK international time. Yes, indeed. Anything else to add before we get going, Sean? No, just that I'm sat here, I'm sweltering, I'm going to, I think I've got some IPA in the fridge, Vic, I'm going to go and have it. You go and have some of that and then think about your pinball philosophy. It's great, isn't it? People are going to be trying it, I tell you. I hope not. Thank you for podcasting with me, Sean. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you in two weeks' time, hopefully. Thanks, kids. Bye. Do you reckon, Vic, do you reckon if I stare out the window, I can stop cars, mate? Try it. Okay, I'm going to try that. So the next car that comes past, I'm just going to try and stop you it. You go and do me. that, and I'll go and have my tea. <laughs> Bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 